What? In any case, oh. we are live with uh, special guest and YouTube sensation, Metal571. Oh, no. <laughs> Reaching the pinnacle 18k followers. That's, that's, that's threshold more than that anybody else has achieved. <laughs> live. Go. Except for maybe Zeos. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Too many, too many people on the stream. Oh, virus! Huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, right. The social distancing count for you know everybody in the room. Um, all right, so uh, I'm not sure which episode this is, but uh, we're doing the we're, we're we're getting back on track with the live streams. Um, for this one, uh, I got a bunch of uh, topics that we we can talk about, so I'll run through them first, just so you guys who are watching this later on have a sense of you know where to navigate to. Um, so obviously we're, we're talking with Metal 571 here and um, so the topics that we want that I'd like to cover is um, we're gonna talk about you know working from home and what that's changed for you know, people in the headphone world uh, and talk about some music that we've been listening to lately um, we're gonna get into the uh, mass drop versus the world discussion <laughs> mass, <laughs> mass drop versus Odyssey and other brands controversy uh, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of a technical discussion on a number of different things uh, including, uh, you know, questions about, you know, detail retrieval and what that stuff means and talk about, you know, the new Aurora's Audio Borealis that just came out recently um, and how that is, uh, well, we'll talk about, we'll talk about that. Uh, and then uh, I'd like to focus this stream a little bit more on viewer Q&A. Uh, so at the end of all of these discussions, we'll hopefully get a chance to take some more of you guys' questions and uh, uh, and answer them. Um so by all means, uh, leave them if, if you're in the if you're in the live chat right now. Uh, leave your questions there, and we'll we'll hopefully be able to get to them. Um, but in the meantime, let me begin by uh, just asking you guys uh, what's it been like with the you know changes recently with uh, you know working from home. I mean, I, I assume uh, Metal, are you working from home these days, or how you been? <laughs> yeah, yeah, full time. We moved everything uh, to work from home because I mean it's it's you know without really I mean I am a software engineer most people probably know that already so that's not that surprising that it's pretty easy to do uh, from home so yeah. has it changed any anything for you like your life is uh, uh, I, better that, or worse <laughs> not that much I mean it, it is kind of annoying because people are always on Microsoft Teams messaging me hey I need right. I need this thing and I need that thing. It's like oh, I'm trying to concentrate, man. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's it's necessary. But we've been we've been okay. We use something that's I think powered by Zoom uh, to communicate at work. So I guess Zoom, Zoom. is being used literally everywhere. Yes, I bought uh, stock in that when I was a young IPO. Thank you. <laughs> you won on that one. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, in the chat, uh, just let us know for volume levels and make sure everything is good, and that way it'll be good for the rest of it. So, um, yeah, uh, for me, not a whole lot has changed uh, with the whole isolation thing. Uh, one question, though, that I have had people ask me uh, that has to do with headphones is, you know, if you're... So, for example, right now, there are a bunch of loaner tours that are still going on from HeadFi or, you know, people doing, like, the Discord loaner tours and whatnot. Uh, the question is, is this something that we should be worried about? <laughs> um, and I think my answer to that is probably not, especially if it's going longer distances. Um, and also, you know, as long as people are 
reasonably careful and wash their hands and stuff like that. Um, I, you know, coming into contact with one person is is the thing that I don't think we would need to be as worried about. It's more, you know, going into big crowds and stuff like that that I think would be a bigger issue. So the loner tours and all of the, this stuff, I think, is totally fine. Um, but uh, on that subject, I'm not sure. Did you notice uh, Metal and uh, Tyler? Uh, looks like Olive from Olive's Gadgets is uh, because of this thing is uh, now shutting everything down and I wonder like yeah, I would have thought bummer. that yeah it is a bummer I mean he's he's I've always loved you know what he's done I, I disagreed a little bit about you know the value of uh, sound demos and stuff like that but at the same time like I really like you know what he's been doing and the work that he's been putting into everything um, especially with his you know, custom curves and everything and the way he's actually taking measurements with his own ears which is kind of unique um, Wait, is he really but I, quitting because he's i thought that was still yeah. an april fool's joke i don't actually yeah i, actually I think still that don't might know. be that might be an april fool's joke but the thing that i thought was was interesting about that i mean regardless of whether or not that's real he said he was selling it all of his gear so you know if it is an april fool's joke he's incurred a huge uh burden on his email inbox because he he did put it there mm. <laughs> um but in any case uh you know what i what i was thinking about that is yeah i would have thought that being a headphone reviewer and doing this kind of stuff is the best thing for uh or one of the best yeah. <laughs> you know things for you know this situation that we're dealing with right now yeah, um, for a budding photographer it's pretty awesome having all this time to <laughs> yeah it might be a bit more of a challenge like getting gigs for photography because there's aren't like especially if you're like event photographer that might be a challenge well, i meant more in just like a hobbyist sense oh it's a hobby yeah. time to like actually practice and get better. yeah 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 um but yeah so like i was you know regardless of i mean i'm hoping it's an april fool's joke and it's not even if it's not it's not the first time where he's taken a hiatus and come back so you know i'm not I'm not like, oh, he's, you know, for sure done or anything like that. But uh, it just made me think about that. Like, you know, for us who are doing this kind of stuff, uh, I don't really think that there's anything additional to worry about. I mean, we're basically in our homes, you know, reviewing, evaluating, and nothing has really changed as far as I'm concerned. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, some people are uh, worried about the whole package and shipping thing and yeah, I don't know. I, I've heard. I'm obviously not an expert. Anything we say about Corona on here needs to be like subtitled <laughs> yeah, with that. I don't think any of us are even close let, to. Let me get the salt real quick. Doctors on that, yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm hearing that like packages, like the virus can't survive more than like yeah. a couple hours, something like that, on packages. So like, as long as you wash your hands after you like open up a package and then take everything out or something, assuming people have packed it, wearing yeah. some kind of gloves or whatever, I think you could probably be okay. It's well, le yeah. at least less dangerous, I think, than going out in public without a mask. So, <laughs> so there you go. I don't know. And that's the other piece is uh, they're saying now is that there's a lot of people are actually probably majority of people have already had it to some degree and just never had the same symptoms. And so the reason they're saying possible, masks yeah. are mm -hmm. important, even if they're not the uh, N95 masks, is because you could be a carrier and not even realize it yeah. and be spreading it. And that's the bigger problem, if that yeah. makes sense. And that's what I've been reading and talking to some of my the, the doctor friends we have. And so that that's a big part of it. It's, you know, um, and obviously if you're at risk, do not <laughs> go out. <in> public. <laughs> you know, do your best to, to, you know, wipe everything down and, and try and uh, keep your social distancing game up and uh, uh, order everything online and wipe that stuff down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, and there's no greater risk when comparing just buying anything off of Amazon 
you know, I don't think there's any difference there in getting it from one person or a warehouse. Like, yeah. in any case, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that, you know, to the, to the experts. I'm not an expert on that, but I'm just curious how our lives may have changed as a result of this. And, you know, for me, uh, certainly, you know, the, the headphone stuff hasn't really changed all that much. My, my beard's gotten longer. I haven't shaved. <laughs> I was going to say, you're not, you're not alone in that. I'm uh, a little bit scruffy, uh, a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, moving on here. Uh, okay, I, I haven't actually asked this question in any of these streams, I don't think, but like, have you guys been listening to any music, new music lately that you want to share? Any new albums? Anything that, you know, jumps out at you? Uh, David Gray's uh, 2020 remaster for White Ladder just came out recently. There cool. you go. <laughs> Random for the day. <laughs> yeah, this is the, this is all you guys because everyone knows I don't actually listen to audiophile music. It's just right? science sweeps. <laughs> I mean, if if, if you want to listen with your eyes, that's 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 fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like any specific test tracks you know you know speaking finding. of now that i think about it you know speaking of uh and i actually showed flux this as well um this was a while ago this isn't really new but i think because of the smart everyday video i saw that there's a type of music that is generated using oscilloscopes so like it plays music and it plays on a scope in like as it did the scope works in 2d so I think it's like volume and frequency or something like that. And when you plot it, it generates images and it's playing a song at the same time using the same signal, which is really wild. Mm. Um, and it creates an interest, really interesting sound stage effects. So hey, wait, it creates images? that's fun. Like like so, you're getting visual. Yeah, like yeah, visual exactly. Because like this... the way they make the music and when you play it back using an oscilloscope and like using using the sine wave, but plot it in in two D on a graph on an oscilloscope, it makes images. Yeah. Like circles that float around and ovals and all kinds of crazy this, stuff. For, yeah. for whatever reason, it sounds to me like you're describing like the old Windows Media Player. <laughs> like, you know what? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know <laughs> it, it, it is. It, yes, it's visualization, but it's also the visualization is embedded in the oh, signal now. of the sound itself, which is really crazy. Yeah, yeah so that that oh, okay. one is pretty fun. Cool, um, cool. And because of that, it also does a lot of weird imaging and soundstage effects because it's because of all the panning I think that generates that visual signal as well. So that one's interesting. You just Google oscilloscope music and you'll find it. It's yeah. really ridiculous. It's not necessarily audiophile or whatever, and it's electronic music, so that probably disqualifies it immediately. I've had comments, I swear, man, on the channel that are like, but did you use classical music by this composer and this guy? Because otherwise, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's um, pretty interesting. But anyway. Is it, is it uh, like it's ECM or EMC recordings? They're always the good ones that everybody wants. I don't I, something like that i guess yeah. um yeah uh for me i mean just on that subject the i've been getting into a lot of the binaural recordings like the binaural mm. music like uh i was recently listening to one from amber rubarth which is weirdly the only as far as i can tell it's the only there's only one of hers that's binaural that's on title i think there's probably more on spotify um I can't remember the name of the track, but uh, it's it's a totally unique uh, listening experience. And my hope is that you know we start to get more binaural recordings for music that I'm actually into. I'm not particularly <laughs> into Amber Rubarth. <laughs> All of a sudden, a lot of people are mad at me in the audio file world because uh, that's. Uh, I, I that's think a lot of um, what's his name? <laughs> uh, a lot of Yoshi Horikawa stuff yeah. actually yeah, 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 is yeah, recorded yeah, using bin binaurally. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
So even if it's the not Amber, like a binaural recording itself, it's using some, which yeah. is probably why it sounds so I'll, interesting. I'll pull the name of the track that I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I have it. It's on one of mine too. It's the. Uh, it's. Let's see here. Oops, that's not, It's the uh, sessions not, from the Seventeenth Ward, right? Although the one I'm is the one I'm thinking of is the single. It's the "You're Not Going to Stop Me" single. Because uh, she has the Seventeenth Ward one. That's really right. Good. Okay. And, and I know about the like. There's the Chesky sessions and all that stuff as well, mm-hmm. and the. There's a few others. Um, there's the the problem that I have with it right now is that like uh, most of it isn't music that I would actually want to listen to. Like it's not something that I like personally. Um, like the style, it's not the style of music that I like. Even the, I know there's a there's a guitarist uh, Otmar Liebert who does it, and I like I don't think he's all that great <laughs> to be honest. But that's just that's just uh, <laughs> you know my my bias there towards you know not liking that that music in particular or that artist in particular but i really like the sound i really like you know using it as a kind of like a oh wow let's you know uh see how this headphone sounds with this you know binaural recording i weirdly i don't know how uh, appropriate that stuff is for uh evaluating soundstage and imaging and stuff like that i i almost think it might be more confusing to do it with binaural recordings but it's definitely cool so if anybody has a chance, uh, or just afterwards, yeah, Google binaural recordings, and you'll get a sense of what I'm talking about. Yeah, somebody said bubbles in the chat. Yeah, bubbles, pretty much. Yeah, that's yeah. that's letter bubbles. That. The, I like to yeah. use letter. Yeah, yeah. letter. Uh, there's a he did one where it's called like uh, the frog. You've seen the frog one? It's like the, the camera exactly what it's called. I'll have to find it, but it's the frog one. It's crazy because it adds like electronic music to it. And it's was that on the newer one on the newer album? I think I'm, I'm not sure. It was a random one I found. And it was just like yeah. crazy. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I watched the, there's a, a YouTube clip of him going around and like recording stuff. It looks like a lot of fun, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, we've gone over uh, music. I know. I mean, is there anything else that you're just like listening to? Like if you're at home and you're working and you're, you know, is there anything you just throw on just not because you're trying to, you know, evaluate anything, but just because you're wanting to listen to it? Tyler's I mean... all. Tyler's all about Billie Eilish. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, wait, can we What's get that, that one? Uh, is it auto focusing properly? Let me put my face up to it. Sixty-four. <laughs> is that U twelve T? Yes, it is. Oh, oh glorious, nice. glorious. And then I also uh, have yeah. these beauties that I got also that I've been playing with a lot. I almost was going to wear the U12T today, but then I wanted to um, test the GX mic. But what's what's mm. that one? Okay, this is the Mest um, by uh, Oh Unique, Unique Melody. Melody. Yeah. So Ooh, I'm on the loner tour for that. I've never even be... heard of that brand. Yeah, it too is, many of them. Dude, it's it has a. Um, the the mest is unique because it has uh, the bone conducting driver in it. Oh what? Yeah, wow. for, but it's for the mids, and it's bananas, man. Like it's uh, it's got this crazy airy um, sound stage, and it's uh, I would say it's it's very similar. I think a little bit better in my opinion than like a as far as the airiness to an Andromeda or a Solaris, but it's, okay. it's a little bit smoother. It still has that brightness to it. It kind of has that. Um, so not for everybody. Uh, between the U12T and the Mest, I would say it would be kind of like comparing the Verite to the Aeolus. The the um, the U12T would be kind of like the Aeolus, and then the the Mest would be more of the Verite, if that makes sense. Okay. 
I'm into that. Okay. Yeah. So that makes. Um, I mean, it's not not apples to apples either. By the way, this is purely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've I've heard good things. Right. That's that's it. Sounds interesting. Um, it, yeah, it's they're they're really good. Um, I'm I'm impressed by them, especially for the price point. That's the craziest part. Is the price point is really good. Uh, somebody said Pink Floyd. Heck yes, Pink Floyd. Certain Pink Floyd songs, like there's some where the recordings are not particularly good, I find, but there's a lot I mean, where it's like you mean the lowest BPM song yeah, yeah. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like using uh, dogs on the Animals album. That's my favorite album, Pink Floyd. Album. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, I'm, I've lately been evaluating these. The this is the A8000 from Final Audio. Um, they are not for me. <laughs> straight, straight up, there. There's a. I, this is the the beryllium driver uh, IEM. Uh, I think they're just. I, this is like one of the few times where I can confidently say that they're a little too bright for me. Uh, normally, that's uh, you know, I'm the the memes for me is that I hate bass, but <laughs> I actually think that the problem is in the treble with that one. For anybody, I, I was getting some questions about that earlier. Um, all right, so moving on, uh, let's get into the reason why we're all here. The Mastrop versus Odyssey and other brands. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, for, for anybody who is unaware, uh, right now there's a bit of drama, or I say right now, like last week, there's been a bit of drama uh, surrounding um, basically drop violating um, Odyssey's map. Now, they weren't technically violating them because they just bought it from a dealer and uh and then sold it at a lower price right and this is i mean drop has been around you know or i should say mass drop has been doing this kind of stuff like uh, uh their whole idea is you buy in bulk and then that way you're able to have lower prices um but what happened with this one is they were not guaranteed the warranty was not guaranteed by odyssey um and yeah, apparently this was without Ozzy's blessing. So, um, actually, Metal knows more about this than I do. So I'll, I'll yeah, you, probably. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm probably at least partially to blame to starting this because I saw them. So I I went on Drop Site and I saw them. And I'm like, oh, Ozzy sent a bunch of LCDs to to Drop to sell. That's interesting because you know everyone is struggling during the Corona thing. I figured so maybe that's what they did. And then they were like we don't know anything about this. <laughs> and then the, that's when they had to make like a huge statement. Now I think the statement went slightly too far. And I think I said this on the drop comments. Um, Cause it said like, Oh, they might be counterfeit. Now the chances of that are like basically zero. Cause yeah, no. no one's going to counterfeit an MX four or something like that. Um, but yeah, so that's what happened. So then later we found out after that happened, drop fired back and said, Oh, well, we just bought them from a dealer, and we can do that because said dealer, who they won't uh, name, of course, because they would immediately get in trouble. Because um, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to resell like that. Now, this is it, the word that I'm looking to use here is improper. It just seems improper that they would do that. That doesn't mean it's illegal or anything. Like they can theoretically do this, but. It's just, it's just, uh, it's, it goes against like, it's not fair to other dealers. I think is really why people are upset. At least people in the industry that I talk to, like a lot of people don't know about that side because, um, I've obviously talked to some of the guys from headphones.com resolve does probably talk to them about this. And I talked to bloom cause I know the guy he's local. So it's, it's, it's a different perspective, you know? Now what I was most concerned with though, is that the users would get a warranty of some kind, of course, cause 
know, the average person is like, oh, look, a good deal. And they don't need to worry about the dealer thing or whatever. They don't probably don't care. But then we found out later that Drop will be covering that anyway. And they probably bought up extra stock to handle the warranty claims. Mm. So thankfully, the only thing I think you're going to end up losing here for the customer is that if you sell that Odyssey and i don't know somehow odyssey finds out that it was from drop or it was originally purchased from drop where you give them that receipt they'll be like nope we can't repair that i don't know what happens maybe they will handle it maybe we'll drop will handle it but i don't know what happens to the next owner uh, right. but for the first owner it seems like they will they'll be fine which is lucky because you, you always run this risk when you don't buy from an authorized dealer that's just the way this is the way the industry works pretty much every brand um, at least as far as I know, that dealers carry have this authorized dealer minimum advertised price standard. It's just the way the industry works. So that's well, my full statement on that. Uh, well, I wanted to get your take on the response from Drop alleging that there were that map is similar is basically the, like price. Yeah, facing. that's. I mean, that's really a question that I'd rather ask a, a person from a dealer to handle because i don't know it, i think now i don't know because i don't know the legal side of all this of course either i need to prefix this i think that it's it's to make sure dealers are all on a level playing field until you message them and say hey what price can you actually give me because that's standard by the way yeah. a lot yeah. of people don't know that that yeah. um dealers actually like like the the price that they're allowed to advertise is is always set by the manufacturer. If they do something other than that, they're against the they're against the contract they pretty much signed to be an authorized dealer. But that doesn't mean that they you can negotiate the price. That is not something that they'll be like, What? You can't do that. No, you always ask them as a customer. That's or else why would they even exist? Like who's gonna pay MSRP yeah. if they can get less than that? But you know, obviously how much discount the dealer will be able to offer at a time varies. So you actually when you're shopping through dealers, you usually want to go through a couple of them and ask for their best prices. That's how it works. So it's, uh... It, it doesn't do the dealer any benefit to you know try and advertise below a map anyways because mm -hmm. they would be losing money right, right. It's, they'd be better off not doing that and you know it, it's in their best interest to you know try and make sure that they're selling it yeah whatever somebody just said it that. yeah somebody just said in the chat yeah. here it's you can you might actually be able to get a better deal asking a mm -hmm. authorized dealer for their current pricing than going through drop and that's true it depends yeah. on the model of course but but i think the the again the biggest problem i have overall is hey so dealers aside like is yeah, the android just nailed it too and his is the customer handled yeah what, what did he say yeah you're yeah. breaching contract that's the biggest factor is it's by for going the dealers the yeah for the yeah, dealers you're not supposed right. to do that and so this is all just essentially you know a third party Mm -hmm. buying like one dealer buying from another dealer essentially and then selling that yeah. right it's it's not they don't so so drop didn't have the contract with odyssey so mm -hmm. that's why they're not technically violating map Any. by uh, distributing it at the price that they've set there yeah. but they're they're setting a precedent of basically wrecking the, the yeah. their chances well, of ever working with other oh totally yeah, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's not a good look in my opinion for for drop but uh, I mean, that's the other thing too. With that, is that people were saying that it was, you know, it's gray market stuff and this questionable warranties and whatnot. And you know, regardless of what ends up actually happening at the end, like for the customers, the fact that that perception is now associated strongly with Drop as a result of these types of, 
dealings, let's say. Um, even though, I mean, here's here's a question I put to you guys: Did anybody do anything wrong in this situation? Is there anything? I mean, that, always both parties. Like, <laughs> like, like, there's there's a difference between whether or not something is unethical or just in bad taste. <laughs> and it's, I'm wondering yeah. where does this yeah. fall? <laughs> that that's kind of what I I think the word that I, I've been trying to think of what the word is before coming on here, and I think the word I'm going to use is just improper. Like it improper. should it shouldn't be done like that. Yeah. Um, but is it is it illegal? Not to my knowledge. However, mm, yeah, it's just yeah. not a good look. Like I yeah. think I used a couple times too. Yeah, yeah um, just, I agree. The the other part of this now too though is that I mean after that happened, now we have Quad coming in saying the same thing essentially, mm -hmm. right? Or a similar mm -hmm. there's a similar thing going on with Quad. Which I, to be fair, I don't really know enough about Quad. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't heard there. the details of that. Are, are they like looking to work with Drop, or did somebody already do that with their products or something? I uh, I I'm not sure. I I believe they had worked with Drop in the past, and I think that was what was going on. But this, I, I, from what I understood, that maybe somebody in the chat can correct this, but um, you know it was a similar situation that happened right afterwards where they were selling stuff that quad didn't have they didn't have any uh contract with drop for um there was no um it basically was without quad's blessing just like what happened with the odyssey products um the other side of this too is that i mean it's on its own it's interesting that dealers are offloading stock to drop or or trying to offload stock back to the manufacturers right if that's if that's what happened in this case as well um you know the idea of offloading stock because of the current situation it's i i really like i would have thought that you know it's yeah. not like it, it's not like people aren't wanting headphones right now it's like you know everybody's working from home headphones everybody needs headphones now oh, absolutely. Right. I, I would have thought you know having stock is better than not having stock yeah i have no but idea case, it must it could have been a dealer that was already struggling yeah. or something i guess well we'll never know because obviously i mean that's how it, it i think it tells you everything when um you know obviously drop is not going to tell you who they these came from i mean yeah. because they yeah. can't because that would ruin a relationship that's that I mean, they're fine with that though not great they don't they don't oh, yeah. care but it's just <laughs> it's just you know like i said it's improper uh max right. says quad is saying drop is selling their amps gray market same thing. oh that's same currently thing. happening oh yeah okay yeah um, and I mean, this also goes back to like, I mean, the whole feud with Drop and Odyssey uh, came to a bit of a boiling point there um, recently, but it's not like they didn't have uh, issues in the past yeah. with one another with, you know, the LCD2. Uh, LCD2C, uh, yeah. Yeah, classic, if I recall. I don't know the full story there. I mean, I don't know if you want to. I am. That, I am not at liberty to take either side. Yeah. I, 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 I just don't even know that. <laughs> because I have heard both sides already. But the thing is, I have no proof one way or the other. So, right. by me saying one brand said this and the other said that, it's no better than take your yeah. pick as to which company you like better. I don't. I don't yeah. have proof either way. So. Yeah, but needless to say, I mean, there were they were already um, not too thrilled with one another. And uh, for, you know, probably for good reasons, <laughs> um, you know, from a history of um, things not really working out there. Um, but the other thing yeah. that I, I just think is interesting about, you know, this controversy is um, it, it kind of shines a light on, you know, this idea of buying, uh, w whether it's through collaborations or through the actual 
bulk purchasing uh, concept that Mastrup was based on originally. Um, I, I wonder what's going to happen in the future for this because there's, I mean, everybody else is probably looking at this situation and going, well, why would I want to work with them? You know, for, either for a collab or for, um, you, you know, uh, having some sort of contract with them. Uh, if they're just going to devalue my brand or undercut, you know, what we're doing, uh, that yeah. kind of stuff, right? Um, in the in the case of the HD six XX, it's it, I think that's one of the in, more interesting ones because, I mean, it's quite a bit less expensive than the HD six fifty, but at the time you could you could see it make sense because I I feel like Sennheiser wanted to stop producing HD six fifties, and so you know there's yeah. this idea like here's all of the HD six fifty drivers make them, <laughs> right? Or what, yeah. I don't know how that actually works, but like the idea of offloading that product to to drop made a certain amount of sense and now it's turning the opposite where you it looks like at least sennheiser is back to producing hd 650s somehow mm-hmm. so or yeah. at least maybe I, they found some old stock i don't know how that actually works. i think they're producing out of germany now again or something Are like they? that right they're or, being made in um no 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 they're being made in romania Ireland. i think that's romania, what it is. Oh, romania. They, romania they moved okay. from yep. ireland to romania and yep. um yeah, I don't know how all that came about, but the difference between that and what's what's happening here with multiple brands yeah. now yeah. is that those companies came to an agreement. It's absolutely fine. Like, it was shocking for me to tell Odyssey, "Hey, this, did you see this?" And they're like, "No, we don't know anything <laughs> oh about God. that at all." And I was like, "Whoa, what is happening yeah. here?" That's completely different. Like, I'm not sure what the reasons were where Sennheiser decided, "Oh yeah, we'll sell a 650 as a 6XX." I mean, everybody won because <laughs> that's like one of the best headphones you can buy now for that price range. But yeah, um, that's that's just what happened. So, yeah, I, I just wonder how this looks in the future for uh, for drop. Whether it's going to be more focused towards collabs with end of life products or assumed end of life products, uh, or if it's going to be uh, you know. If they're going to get in trouble again like for this kind of thing. <laughs> it, it seems like, yeah, I mean, a lot of drop stuff seems to be stuff that's, you know, uh, end of life. I think Max just yeah. said that in here. Yeah. So it's yeah. that's just the way it's looking to us. I haven't heard that from anybody. <laughs> and in reality, that's probably where the best bread and butter for them would be anyways, right? Because it's they get it probably cheap. They can mod it slightly, change the color scheme, and then they get a lot of money out of it. That's kind of, of yeah, that's kind of their thing. I mean, yeah. Mr. Speakers are. I keep well. saying that. Dan Clark, yeah, right. DCA, yeah. like the what was it, the Aonex Open. It seems like they they made a couple more last yeah. improvements before they put it up there. I haven't heard that thing yet, but well, that's um, that's the thing. Like when they're actually doing collabs where they change something and uh, potentially improve it. Like I, yeah, I find that really interesting. I, I do, I do thing. find it like you know they they're thinking, oh, we can do better with this product if we tune it this way because we know that the audience wants it tuned this way. You know that that's an interesting, yeah, you know, approach. I think, um, but it just it, it it seems like lately it, it hasn't been as much of that, um, with the exception of the, um, the AI, yeah. of course. Um, and I, I know that the did you get a chance to try the Ether CX? The close back. So the same thing happened with the Ether uh, C flow, and then that I have you know, I have not. Drop. I think that was what like a one point one. I'm not space sure. Space or something. I really don't know where that came from. Oh no, yeah. it was based on the original Ether C. That's why because yeah. the flow yeah. was already out with the one point one. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I you know, it. 
it's it's another one that like I, I think the other side of it is I mean they're selling the they're selling them at such low prices compared to what the originals are compared to what the the um, standard products are um, you know that there's there's a lot of interest in in those products um, I think and the thing that I'm I, I'm imagining is that eventually I think the companies are going to wise up to this and go but that's kind of you know it's like shooting ourselves in the foot a little bit for a short-term you know cash injection um i just i i wonder where things go in the future for them that's basically all <laughs> all i have on that subject <laughs> i don't know but I, I i really like that they collaborate with brands and they try to listen to what you know people want um, yeah like, there's like, like there are some failed projects there that i really wish happened and they've already revealed that yeah. at one point i think they were trying to revive the um the sennheiser electrostat the uh oh my god i can't think of what it's called but the not not the original not the hg90 but the yeah the orpheus <laughs> oh. junior or whatever it's called okay, i don't know yeah. why i can't think of that at the moment but yeah they were working on that and be like that would dude be really cool. if yeah. you could bring that back but like i don't know with a little bit more bass or something like that for yeah. mainstream audience geez that would have been and, really sweet i mean they they have produced stuff that has also been extremely successful apart from just the 6xx as well like the thx triple eight not uh, seven eight nine yeah is, is, the, is like one. the amp that, right like it's like you know if you are if you're trying to if you're trying to cut through the landscape of all the different pieces of source gear that would be the one to get for you know especially for power requirements right if you right. have you know if you eventually want to get something that's requires a bit more power right that's that's sort of like the benchmark for that stuff yeah as far as far as i know um pretty much if you want the most power at a reasonable price point it's not necessarily the best sounding amp available i think we covered this last time yeah, yeah, how yeah, yeah. i i'm supposedly an asr shell <laughs> which i'm not i mean i think you should always use your ears in yeah. the end no but... you listen with your eyes stop it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's difficult not to do that because i'm an engineer but i really try you know <laughs> i listen with you know many thousands of dollars of measurement equipment <laughs> yes yeah. how we listen with uh, but, uh, max um, is saying yeah. lx is fixed ilir that's kind of that's uh, that's actually, the other one that that's worth pointing out. Yeah, I think that's kind of true. Yeah, the Alex is probably one of the biggest uh, the the biggest things they had going for them too. Yeah. But see, but you can just days, take the Elear yeah. and add the freaking right. clear pads. Yeah, the pads. And then... yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's such a cheap like it's the same price I think, and you get yeah. So it's it's a it's five ninety nine I think. It, well, also I think that the Elears are technically a better built headphone, right? Like I mean, I yeah, I don't know how they. Oh, I, I haven't I haven't compared chunky. them like that. Yeah. Okay. I'd love yeah, to like, do a comparison. I just I can't get my hands on an LX at the moment. <laughs> I used to yeah. I, I I used to have a buddy who well, I used to I have a buddy who used to have one. Uh and so I I'd, I'd heard it um but uh, yeah, to me I think that that the Allure deal with the with the uh, I'm not sure if it's the clear pads or the Utopia pads. But one of the two um, is supposed to sound very similar to an, an LX, or if not the same, is the same frequency response. Didn't and, Android measure all the pads? I think he yeah, did I think at one did. point. Yeah, that's um, up on the headphone forum. Yeah, yeah, Ian right. did, or sorry, Tor did. Or, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's what it was. Yeah, right. Yeah, he is. So, yeah, it's uh, to me that's in my mind that's a more interesting buy because you get 
two pads, right? You get an extra set of pads there. Yeah. So like maybe there's people who prefer the default sound of the Allure, which is more just bass, more right? bassy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, for the bass heads out there. Also, yeah, you do get that, that option. Forgot almost. about that. You can't buy an Allure without pads. So. And, <laughs> and the other thing is that the Utopia pads are, from what I understand, really well. I mean, on the Utopia, they're really nice, but. <laughs> uh, if the frequency response is is good with them, which I again I haven't had a chance to look at that, I assume that it's very similar to the Alex. Um, those pads are those pads are very comfortable, like they're very nice feeling as well. They're made of I think they're made out of leather. Yeah. So, um, yeah. In any case, it's it's interesting, but we can we can move on from that. I think. Anyway, <laughs> I think we yeah. covered the drop thing now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What what's the uh, St- Stavros? What's the question here? Yeah, yeah, I was looking back. Oh, he's looking, uh, he wants to know what screenshot he needs for the competition for the headphones uh, storefront for the, I believe, the Aeons. Uh, I I haven't been I'm, involved in that. I'm yeah, sure. we're, I don't think we're we're not really too involved in that. But I bull. I mean, we can ask. But I think uh, I think you just need a screenshot of the YouTube, right? So just do a screenshot. Oh, of the subscription. Fact that- yeah, that you've yeah, 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 subscribed yeah. to the I should probably know show, this. and <laughs> I think I think that's that's all you really need to do, show that yeah. you subscribed, and and you know, hey, here I am with my subscribe. Yeah, yeah. Just shows uh, you know on the screen, and then that's it. Really, I think. Yeah. Uh, Max says the fact that people say clear is basier than the Alex is strange to me. They measure exactly what? the same. To, so to me, it's actually the opposite. I I thought that the the Alex measured. Are we saying Elex or Alex? I'm saying Alex. That. It measured I like LX, brighter. I, I thought the LX had more treble energy there, mm-hmm. um, so I, I, I don't know. I almost to the point of being like like a little too much, and then the LX, I, even yeah, to me, definitely. even the clear is a little much to me in the treble, like just barely at eight point five for eight eight k hertz. But um, but it's still on the right side of, of sibilance to me. But um, pretty darn yeah. close. Depend yeah. depends on what you're listening to. That's definitely one of the headphones that is only too bright for me because of the garbage that I listen to, I think. <laughs> but, like, if you're listening to it, but yeah. it's, like, perfect for really well-recorded music, so much better, which is probably why Olive likes it so much, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's a good question for you, in the, speaking of the Alex and all that. Which would you take... This has been in, We've gone through comments of this, but um, the if you had a choice between... The Hi-Fi-Man Sundara and the Focal Alex slash Allure with the clear pads or Utopia pads or whatever B. makes it sound B. like it. The answer is B. Oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so I think that would be my answer, too, but I'm just I'm putting it to you guys. I wonder what uh, Metal thinks of that. No, I'm going to go with the Sundara on that one. Sundara? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we we both like both headphones. Like, I I, I think the Alexis, I thought it was slightly slightly expensive for what it is given, you know, where the 660S sat and the 6XX and whatever, but it does offer quite a few improvements over it. it it's it, That's kind of subjective, though. It's a good headphone. Yeah. Me personally, though, I'd rather own a Sundara, you know, with a warranty, obviously. <laughs> I, I I can agree with that. Like, I, I think that the, personally, I like the Focal sound better personally. But mm. the Sundara, I mean, it's been a while since I heard the Sundara. I, I should probably hear it again. Um, but oh, it's actually changed uh, too. I think the new one. Yeah, I think I, you I were able to confirm that, right? Yeah. 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 And so I think, um, but when I did hear it, I was like, okay, this isn't like I, at the time. So it's been a while. Uh, but personally, I was like, okay, this is really good sounding. I like the, the build quality compared to other hi-fi and stuff. Um, 
and it sounded good but at the same time what i currently had i think i had the clears at the time and i was mm. like eh, the clears are better so i'm not really too clear is definitely something oh yeah anyway. well that was, that's, that's always gonna be my that's a personal yeah, my problem yeah, like yeah. well that that price difference that, that's what yeah. i think but i'm factoring the price, in too. Yeah, <laughs> the price difference so but like, value in that is a little yeah. higher <laughs> yeah but i think that the yeah. uh, as far as I think you just need to find your preference with those, but like I think that the Sundara versus the Alexa Sundara would probably win too. Also, I can agree with that. Interesting, because so the difference for those of you guys unaware, the difference between the Alex and the Clear, uh, so mm. and also the Alir and the Clear is that the driver for the Clear is using that they call Brilliant. it the frameless. Uh, no, it's a Luna Magnesium. Luna Magnesium. Thank but, you. But it's uh, but it's the frameless voice coil or former formless voice coil where they. Uh, so the clear they cut a lot of weight out of it then. yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense now yeah lower <laughs> mobile mass and the, both the elex and the elex and the alir uh have uh they still have that i think it's copper um frame i think that's what's going on there it's a more the, traditional driver i yeah. guess yeah yeah that's interesting i didn't actually even know that until just now but that makes a lot of sense as to why they sound the way they do I, it, so, they're very close in FR, I think, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, but but that's where the yeah. difference in like detail and all this stuff right. comes from. Um, it's just it, fueling it my my yeah. That like like I was saying, when, I don't remember which stream it. Maybe I think it was on here on one of the streams. But like, mm. I I ha and I've heard this from companies before. Like, there's there's it seems like the weight of what well what Focal calls the mobile equipment, which I think is very funny <laughs> every time they say that, but yeah, yeah. everything that's moving in the driver, you want if you can lower that mass as much as possible. Yeah. Um that and, and also in the case of planers, on top of that, add as much magnetic flux as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, which is essentially why the twelve sixty six T C sounds the way it does too. Mm -hmm. Uh then you can get as much resolution out of it because it follows the original music closer perfectly yeah it's it's excursive and restorative force as long right. as those are immediate right like yeah. perfectly reacting to the signal uh, then you're going to get better performance and you're going to need a better amp yeah. <laughs> at that point it'll start getting a little bit more noticeable yeah. the difference between yeah. the source gear i find too yeah, yeah. that's yeah. also very key you have to find that's the the wonderful um way cohesive cohesively they interact with each other yeah. yeah, it's tough. Yeah, the synergy. Uh, okay, synergy. so moving on to the uh, technical discussions here, which is a good jumping off point because we just talked about uh, detail retrieval. Uh, so, uh, the, I'll, I'll skip the one that I have in, written down here to uh, this. The question about uh, if we're trying to isolate the term detail retrieval, which I mean, most reviewers use this term, right? Mm -hmm. um, do you think it's worth talking about? this as an experience category that's um the result of a whole bunch of uh, basically everything so including frequency response and uh you know speed and everything else that's associated even like stage and imaging and all that stuff or is it something that on its own is directly related to real physical properties and characteristics like for example restorative and excursive force um you know uh, the mobile assembly <laughs> whatever they call it um yeah well, what's what's your take on that um, <laughs> that was a bit of a long-winded question. That was a really long question. So uh, I was like, <laughs> let, let, let me see if I can put it another way. Uh, like so really, is, like really shorten it. I also missed yeah. a part of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> is in in your mind is detail retrieval something? I was playing like, Animal Crossing. It, oh, that's more important. Clearly, uh, is, <laughs> is uh, in your mind yeah. is detail retrieval something that 
is only an experience category that's made up uh, that reviewers use that's made up of a whole bunch of different properties of the headphone or is detail retrieval on mm. its own something that we can directly correlate to the physical a specific physical property like restorative and excursive force uh, and you know mobile assembly and whatnot yeah well, my, from my conversation with the engineers it it seems like the weight of the driver is the mm -hmm. is one of the major uh, effects on that, as well as like I said, the magnetic flux and the magnets. I guess that would go. I was gonna say like the speed, but yeah. So like how kind of the is that's kind of the detail. science, I guess, of the mm -hmm. speed. Because like if you can react to transients faster, then, then it's, you're reducing yeah. the music a little closer. Exactly. What's weird is I don't. We still don't know how to measure that. It's kind of weird. Like some of the headphone engineers have told me, oh, it's impulse response. But what's weird is that doesn't. I agree with, like, I think I asked Oratory about this probably about 62 times by now. And every time he just says, I mean, you can produce up to 20K, right? Because if, like, it couldn't move fast enough, if you think about it, it couldn't produce the high frequencies at all. So clearly it right. can move fast enough. Mm -hmm. So that makes me wonder if you can produce way beyond 20K, even if you're not playing it back, then that would be somewhat related to the weight of the driver too but he's also said things like you know if you make the driver too light it can create problems with uh, uh different driver modes of the like like modal distortion or something like that break up the different uh parts right. of the film or the or the cone stuff like that obviously i'm not a headphone engineer but it, it's it's it i guess it's a delicate balance i'm not sure you, what's going on there you would want to have the center be a different uh stiffness and rigidity from the outside as well yeah right you can't have it just like you know like an odyssey drivers break randomly and then uh <laughs> apparently so... <laughs> then the people you sell it to send you a text message <laughs> yeah right hey oh hey. no <laughs> yeah it's um, funny I, I i've seen i've seen it happen quite a bit but yeah it's yeah, that, that's that's all i can that's all i know about it right now but it's okay. it's also interesting someone mentioned tiled here um it just, and Chase says it's it's a combination of different things, which is probably closer to the truth because yeah. he probably knows more than I do. But um, what is what is weird is he used to use a lot of square wave graphs, yeah. And that, as far as talking to people now about that, they were like, "Why yeah. would you want to do that?" Because no. that's really just the impulse response in a different form. So yeah, no, yeah, I, I don't know. I was talking to somebody from Grass, and he told me the same thing. Yeah, right. I, that, that's, I, knew, about, I knew someone had said that. that, yeah. Yeah, and he's, he said, no, like, why would you want that? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm on the on the side of, I think a lot of what we're describing, what the reviewers are using um, in to talk about detail retrieval, I think that is an experience category that's a combination of a number of different factors, uh, like speed um, and like, you know, different... Uh, characteristics, different physical properties. What those are, I don't know what they would end up being. Um, yeah, but I think it's it's a, a number of things. Yeah, you're essentially re, re. I think you're just asking the question I've been asking for a long time, <laughs> sort of in a slightly different context. Like, where does detail come from? It's, it's all like, super subjective too, right? What's what's brain? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's I think I, you versus to Andrew to me, or like you know that kind of thing too. You can also take those into factors, and that's that's what makes this hobby so hard. I think sometimes for people. I like to think that grain is pretty well defined once, you know, you show somebody, but that's the problem. Like, yeah, it, it's but, also but very hard. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly. Oh yeah. That, that pretty much has proved your point. Yeah. Like, yeah. like if you've been listening to M40X and K371 and whatever, and then you go to 6XX and whatever, it's like, 
oh my god this is so much better and then you have me telling you you, that sucks dude you get an lcd4 exactly so that's what you knew so you're like oh this is great i I know like yeah yeah. like how could this be great this is like so much better than anything you ever heard you're a crazy person on the internet it's uh it's it's tough you know i would love to get your take on the high feminine aria because to me it's it's to me it's the most fascinating headphone because well, not the most, but one of the most fascinating headphones because mm-hmm. uh, it it does it's clearly exceptional for detail retrieval throughout its frequency range, better than the Aria. Sorry, better than the Ananda, uh, mm, yeah. and and you know better than most headphones within that that price range. Then in the treble, I hear grain, I hear etch, and I just I, I wonder if that's more to do with I, I after you, the after I, you I, I hear, it. Like, did you try no, EQing so it? No, so when I EQ'd it, it, it went okay. away. So I was going to say, so when mm. I EQ'd it, it was it, it, like, a, specifically at around between 8 and 9K hertz. Um, that's, yeah. that's usually where I'm able to, you know, identify grain a little bit more easily. I hear it on the, the mm. Focal Clear occasionally, too, but it depends on uh, the track, of course. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, what I wonder is, you know, would there be a difference between this idea of detail retrieval, the way that we're talking about it, and frequency response-related grain? Where, where if the frequency response has a weird, you know, balance issue there between 8 and 10K, or, yeah, uh, 8 and 9K hertz, uh, you know, does that, uh, it is that a different ca- property or is it a different characteristic from grain and etch in your mind? So etch and glare and all that kind of stuff that I tend yeah. to talk about is really... I mean, it's kind of like me trying to say the treble in particular is grainy. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think I think that one of the things that defines like glare or etch for me is where if you EQ the thing, it sounds like the peak wants to come out at any time anyway. And <laughs> that's kind of how the HD yeah. 800. It's it's interesting. Like the 800 and the 800s that I compared once. Uh, reacted differently to EQ, and I think it's partially because the physical damping is different because they added that mm. uh, resonator in there. So that was pretty interesting. So I think that um, EQ for me is not really just a tool to say like, oh, um, I'm going to tune it, and it, if it doesn't sound a certain way, it's wrong. Uh, oh, that looks very good. Is it a Kraken? <laughs> what is that? Martin, Martin, Lichin, Martin was asking about the abs. Oh. Oh, okay. I, I, I brought like, out my wonderful bottle. Stole my attention too. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Anyway, with EQ, yeah. Part of it is I want a certain sound, and that's just me. You know, everyone yeah. wants a slightly different frequency response. I think. I think even Fun Beyond said that to you too, um, when you interviewed him. But I also use EQ as a review tool, and that's because if you EQ a headphone and it really morphs really well without trying to hold its original signature, that's kind of a sign already to me that uh it's it's pretty detailed and that was kind of the case it was interesting that stacks reacts very 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 well to eq which is really interesting as a result of that too but anyway even with bass yeah actually even with bass because i mean and 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 the way it reacts well the bass dynamics are not very good but because the harmonic distortion is so incredibly low yeah. Um, if you boost the bass, you don't get like a whole bunch of smear going into the upper bass and whatever happening as well so. Slime is distortion. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you don't want it at all. <laughs> no slam. No, no. Yeah. Punch, no. Um, well, certainly with you know planars and tightness and that kind of stuff, it seems to be a difficult question. What's up, Tyler? So, something just popped up. And it's actually something that I've been reading about a little bit more. 
and I think you, but metal, I think you've mentioned it, but I can't recall. And Andrew, I think you've heard about it too. Is the Oratories Harmon EQ presets? Oh yeah. And I think I know Max has mentioned it a couple times in different forms. Oh yeah. But like, uh, I think that you guys speak on it more because I'm not a big EQ guy. But I think that that's a good question in the sense that it's. Um, I think doesn't he just measure and then put out and doesn't actually test after the fact? I, that's my understanding. Yeah. I, I'm not. That's what I thought too. But when I asked him <laughs> that, he said he actually does listen to it and he does okay. sometimes uh, update his profiles. So that's why they may not be like perfectly measuring. Actually, I think what happens is um, he doesn't remeasure the headphone with the EQ. I think he just applies the EQ to what he measured and shows that graph. If I remember right, I could be wrong again. I have to ask him. But yeah. oh, I see. I'm not an EQ um, guys, so that's 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 your guys' realm for sure. But yeah, I think he does hand tune it a little bit, and it would uh, take so a while it depends. To measure everything after you. Yeah, I know, <laughs> especially if you it. keep changing the profile slightly yeah. as, as you listen mm-hmm. to it. But but actually, um, I'm I'm getting more and more into like getting back into doing more EQs for pretty much every headphone I review because of that same question of yeah, it, it helps you know, to review. You, I think yeah, exactly yeah. Like, how does this actually sound when you do dig into it, and how can you? What's the best it can potentially sound? Um, I would like to counterpoint that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, most people aren't actually going to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my counterpoint. It's like That's pretty much ninety nine percent of the people yeah. are probably going to be like, uh, "Put on it on my head, and it sounds yeah. good." Yeah. It's, uh, also true. Also, true. there's a lot of value to that too, which is why I have to give things like you know. All right, Chase uh, L, giving it to yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of value to that because, like, if you that's why, like, the A list, I put it on and I'm like, this is awesome. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, have to do anything. To, to and there's, yeah, a, there's a lot of value to that. It may not be yeah. the A-list. most technically amazing headphone, but yeah, man, wow, is it pleasing to listen to it? I always say uh, true. That in so. the, you know what, the U12T is my, like that too. oh yeah. my god, man, that thing is so, like, this thing, silky smooth. I let him play. God damn it! Sorry. <laughs> it's, it, it is. It's, it's still yeah. So smooth, it. Yeah. just yeah. butter. It's like I mean, if you like butter in your oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, well, that's me. <laughs> Brown sugar, little little maple syrup. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no. Actually, I was gonna say on, on to further that point. I think for IEMs, it may be even more important how they sound out of the box because absolutely. a lot of people are using them portably, and not absolutely. every portable player ha- player has anywhere near the customizability of you know a parametric EQ. They may have a graphic, but that's nothing compared to having yeah. a parametric like EQAPO either. So yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe the answer is to only EQ headphones that you don't like their default tonality with. Yeah, like, which and, is you know, everything because would... I'm way too picky. Yeah. But <laughs> if you're gonna give <laughs> something a bad review, you, you then also give the EQ profile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, re- you know, I I spent so much time on that Nighthawk EQ. You can't even imagine. <laughs> I really tried to make it sound normal, but oh my god, I couldn't get the bass definition to show up. That was a big no problem for me. Like no, no matter you, what, you know, even yeah. if you you went past the point of anything. no return. Yeah, but yeah. I wonder, like you know, see, I love the. The fit and form factor of that headphone night well the night owl oh I yeah guess. oh yeah the comfort's back, great back here actually here we still have one and i've been thinking about it uh using the suede pads on here right now uh it still sounds a little rolled off um and i'm thinking you know this i almost want to mod it i don't know like looking at the structure here i was talking to um the the aurora's audio folks I think, well, maybe not me modding it, but I think somebody like them, you know, or um, 
you know any of the the, the modders out there I would use this as the chassis if it's possible just because it is so unbelievably comfortable mm. oh yes and then also it's using angled drivers so like I'd love to see something like that with like maybe maybe something other than a uh, biodynamic <laughs> I don't want anything to fall off it makes me nervous just watching <laughs> Nah, just but, uh, ZMF fanboy in it. That's all. <laughs> hey, it makes for yeah, yeah. great pictures. How can you? How can you blame that? Yeah. <laughs> True story. But uh, on the subject of the AudioQuest headphones, I did uh, enjoy um, that Sean Olive's uh, um, mentioned that these were always <laughs> oh, in yeah, last place about for that. consumer preference. <laughs> I think that's a little one... bit funny because of it does yeah. have base a base shelf like crazy, right? So it's it does yep. it does go to show that even you know for consumers, uh, it, lots of there, there is a limit to where the base shelf should be. <laughs> yeah, and where it should end, not eight hundred yeah. hertz or whatever. Yeah, oh, so funny. Yeah, I think that I I was looking at another one of his papers, or actually I think it was one of his presentations there are actually some some if you guys are interested in this sort of thing you can google sean olive has, has a bunch of presentations that are actually on youtube it's pretty interesting where he presents yeah. the papers that's a little bit easier than reading them <laughs> and uh during one of them i think he was saying oh yeah and then the vmoda was last or something too like <laughs> it was the other brand that like people had heard and was like yeah no that frequency response no <laughs> so it, it depends yep but it's still funny. the weirdest the, the weirdest headphone that I've heard for frequency response out of the box is the HDA20 back there oh no it's 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 not something that jumps out at you right away for sounding really weird but when you compare it to other headphones like you compare it to like everything else it's like this is just weird it's just nope. there's something it's like hollow but then congested at the same time um, I don't know. I'll have a <laughs> I'll have my review out for that pretty soon. <laughs> That's a good way of describing Spoiler it, alert. I guess. It's hollow, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's too bad. Before I was accused of working for Odyssey, I was accused of working for Sennheiser, and then the 820 comes out. What am I supposed to say about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, yeah, I personally, know. I like the 820, man. Like, I think that the 820 got it's a bad rap for what it... I think too many people are trying to clear it in this... I'm sorry, clear it. They're trying to compare it too much to the HD8. 100 if that makes sense mm. and i think if you take I'd... take it apart and look at it as it's just a closed back i think the technology is great and then i will admit though the seal if you don't have a good seal yeah. and if you were if you were glasses like all of us do i'm not wearing them now but uh i did like it was like for the first like week i had those Very things it's like i was like what the heck is going on with these things they sound not that great and then it's like i randomly just wasn't wearing my glasses like oh i get it now and then mm. but yeah like it's and then as soon as you even just slightly touched them, though, it was like, burp. I'm sure the fit is. Yeah, if, yeah. The, if the ear cups are the same as the 800, yeah, I think it completely changed, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I think that the pads are different, though. The yeah, pads they are, are. I don't yeah. have them on me, but yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, so so, but then that, that just speaks to the, the, the threshold for closeback headphones or the. Uh, for whether or not it's any good is much lower than it would be for open backs or we just need to you know give uh, yeah. evaluation with eq on that one i think because like actually the detail is surprisingly good on the yeah that, that's what i thought like i don't think yeah. there are that many people who are praising it just because it sounds so unusual but 
yeah. You know, I really wonder what would happen if I queued the thing. <laughs> I've never had one at home either, but that would be so I, funny. I, I actually I have EQ. <laughs> I have. I'll I'll release my EQ profile. With the review. We're we're, uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll let you release that review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the detail is definitely up there. Like I'd say, the detail is probably better than what's going on with the Allegia. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, I can yeah. agree to that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's move on here. We can skip CSD Revisited. We don't need to talk about that again. Oh, no. We'll wait Please another no. <laughs> six months before we dig into that. Although, I will say it was interesting to read Chronicles, Crin's um, uh, description of how he evaluates that he does. Yeah. He's, a sh he's a shill now, man. You can't trust him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But I mean, like that, that idea of like, you know, we know what these papers say, but at the same time, there's still a little inconsistency with the way that we experience things because... It seems like this so far is the only thing to explain it, but again, we'll leave that for another another but, time. Yeah, let let me tough. clarify. I was joking, by the way, with that shill <laughs> comment, just so well, the internet I doesn't try now, and like go crazy. <laughs> I have now been accused of being a high five man shill. So, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, to be fair, <laughs> no, <play. laughs> I just said I thought the aria was a little grainy in the treble there, so you know. I can't be saying things like that. <laughs> Sorry. Yo, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Uh, I do think the Sisvara is the best headphone I've heard. So, yeah. Oh, it's it's really good. I'm not going to fight you on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, okay. I'll, I'll fight you. Let's let's do this. No, no. Yeah, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then again, I don't consider those headphones. So let's be. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a good. That's a different yeah, category. Yeah. yeah. Um, near near field uh, headphones. Near near field yeah. speakers. Earfield speakers. Earfield, Earfield. yes. Earfield. Keep pointing at you guys on my freaking screen. <laughs> um, it's all right. <laughs> so I got I got one more topic for us before we get into full widespread viewer Q and A, uh, viewer Q and A pandemics. Um, it's a question <laughs> of uh, DAC differences. So um, I, which is a huge yeah. question with you know minimal different, but uh, I recently just was. The reason why this is on my mind is I recently released a video on the Liberty DAC. Mm -hmm. um, and I was more surprised at how easily I was able to identify and differentiate the DAC components. And uh, to the point where uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that in the next little bit, I'll be able to do some blind testing and actually be able to guess correctly, which is which. Um, but comparing, um, comparing the two units uh, between the Liberty DAC and the ISD, IDSD Micro Black Label, uh, the distinction there was was very very obvious, um, but less obvious when running it through a separate amplifier. And I was wondering, is there a do you do you think that there is a a reason for that? Is it because everything's being summed and the variables very like uh, what uh, I can't remember who was saying it. I think Flux was saying this, but the variables are being uh, compounded a little bit or smoothed a little bit, so you're not able to identify those variables as strongly. What do you, what's your take on, you know, different, uh, yeah, being able to tell the difference between various DACs and whatnot? That's, That's a, another long-winded yeah, question. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's a tough one, man. Like, honestly, the best person to answer that is not an internet person. Uh, <laughs> outside of his wonderful forum and now leading. Oh, yes. But, uh, <laughs> And and uh, for me personally, and I don't know about I don't know about you, metal. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, but like for me, like I tried, like I was kind of asking uh, Torque a lot about that. Like, how do you how do you differentiate it? How do you describe these things? And I think he nailed it on the head. Is when you hear a DAC review, it's people because it's so small that people basically elaborate and make it so much 
uh, grandioser than it is. That's a word. Um, but you know what I mean? Like they, they basically uh, emphasize everything so much more than they really should, if that makes sense. Because I know yeah, you know what I mean. Like I am. Like, we all it's, are. It's, yeah. It's because, or the, you know, like I'm, I'm guilty of throwing stupid food comments or like, you know, whatever. It's the color purple. It's because of the color purple. It's so much better sounding. Like I don't, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 but like, yeah. it, but it's. I purple think that's the problem. Better. It does. True story. <laughs> True story. Yeah, that's uh, been proven. <laughs> but like, uh, I think that it's the DAC difference is such a minimal amount of difference that it really comes down to preference at that stage. But you have to basically go so, because it's such a small change that it's that last like two to 5%, right? So you have to get crazy with it Yeah. as far as describing it. I would, I, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying, but there was one reason why, where I'm going to, or one area we're going to push back. And it's that, and this is the reason why I brought this up. It's that with the, what was that sound? <laughs> oh, was the, the yeah. microphone <laughs> rubbing in my glass. That was yeah. great. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> uh, timing. Yeah, but switching to the Liberty deck actually made it so that I, um, I had to change my EQ profile. It was dramatic enough of a difference where That's I was like, crazy. Yeah. I actually had to drop the treble down on the Legia by two dB and on the Verite by two dB. Comparing that against the IDSD, sorry, the pro IDSD here. So, like, it, you know, I don't think it changes the frequency response. It's just that it adds certain, it, it like, yeah, emphasizes certain elements. The sabers. So, and that's yeah, where ESS, I think I can come into play. Yeah. yeah so, the, yeah. and I will say that. And that's the that biggest ESS, difference. Yeah. The ESS versus Burr Brown versus AK. AKM. AKM. AKM uh, yeah. So, I'm an AKM guy. I kept wanting to say A and K for some reason because they're on my mind. <laughs> but, uh, I would say that the saber dacs are super bright, uh, in my in my opinion. This is my personal opinion. Don't don't take it to heart. But like, uh, they're bright for me. The Burr Brown is probably like the U twelve T of the of the DAC world, where it's just super smooth and just really? it's just oh, that's I what know. I found. Well, at least the ones I've used. I mean, I'm I'm talking about like the iffy Burr stuff. Brown is like the night owl. Of like like <laughs> to be oh, fair, no. yeah. But like Maybe I'm not like quite. I, not quite. But like I like you know I think to me like they're just. They're colored. That's what, if that makes sense. Like I think the yeah. Burr Browns are colored. They make everything smooth and in just like an easy listening type deal. And then I think the A and K, AKM. Sorry, AKM stuff is my my personal favorite. That's the one I'm like. If I was to pick a DAC, the AKM is what I really want. Yeah, Max mm-hmm. saying just said Saber Glare is real. Like, Saber Glare real. is real. Yeah. And like and so or or you get into the custom stuff like some of the um, custom DAC builds like uh, like what I think shit does a lot of that the stuff. Egg, the Iggy or Iggdrus. Yeah, like then you, you get some of those which are like just smooth and deep. I mean. It, but it's all that final like five percent, right? If that, it's probably even less than five percent of the quality, right? But it, but it is a factor. Once you can hear it, it's you mm-hmm. can't unhear it. That's the part that's hard to explain. Yeah, it's like once you hear something, that's like, oh, that's yeah. off. Like it's too much. <laughs> with, yeah. Yeah, with, yeah, without someone, without you letting somebody else experience that, like it's yeah. impossible to describe it. And that's why I think people get so grandiose with their their. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. That actually it makes me think of uh, this other topic, which we kind of missed. But uh, it's you know when we're scrutinizing things like uh, the finest little details and the last five percent or something for you know, technical performance, detail retrieval, all this stuff, uh, it makes me think of the uh, the question that I've had ever since the Borealis has been released, and actually ever since even hearing the Borealis, 
um, which is, if for anyone unaware, we talked about this in the last stream, but it's it's a new headphone from Aurora's Audio with a seatbelt, safety first. Um, and uh, But the question with the Borealis that I'd like to get your guys' take on, if you have heard it, or even if you haven't, just this, this is a question that's been on my mind, is when we're, you know, trying to get these crazy nanoscale planars uh, and push the boundaries as far as technical performance is concerned for detail, for speed, for all this stuff. Um, does that end up taking us too far down the road away from what would actually sound realistic? You know, is there... Uh, yeah, basically, if, if there's a continuum between nanoscale planar detail retrieval, crazy technical performance on one side and realistic and natural on the other... Uh, you know, where I don't know where the Borealis would fit, maybe somewhere in between, but like, you know, is, is there such a thing as going too far in one direction on this? Is there, is there such a thing as going too far in the technical performance uh, realm that it takes us away from the music that we're listening to? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I don't know about you, Metal, but I think, I think you can go to a, any extreme, it's going to be too much, right? I think it. I think it's way personal on that. Like, <laughs> if you're listening to a bunch of black metal... Then you probably don't want to extract every tiny bit of detail. <laughs> oh dear God! That. What have I done to my ears? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you're listening to like, you know, everything that Resolve has ever listened to, then uh, you probably <laughs> you probably want this as far. I, I listen to garbage too. Okay, you know, like, I, I have a playlist with Burzum on it. So have, have you seen my playlist on the forum? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know I'm just I'm just messing with you guys but yeah no it it, it does depend because I've actually had like I've I've obviously have shown some of the stuff that I own to friends and one of the guys is a big metalhead like me and yeah. he's like this is this I'm this too I'm hearing too much here like I don't want to hear all these little things like it's just it's it's, it's it gets it may be distracting. too distracting you know yeah, yeah it, you sometimes I, you just want to have a good time lives, and not worry about that stuff. You know, you want to drink exactly. some booze, you want to sit back, you want to relax. And I would say ZMF is probably like one of the kings yeah. of that My approach man. too. My man. So, it might yep. be the case though that other elements of technical performance that we might call technical performance is like for example dynamics and stage would have <laughs> more of an influence oh. on you know the actual enjoyment of music, especially if that music is particularly poorly recorded or yeah. aggressive or something like that. Those elements are still able to be enjoyed, while that super analytic kind of detail thing is something that often maybe is too much. Like for example, I was talking to uh, one of the guys from Focal, who uh, I asked him. He, he's a metalhead. Um, this was sort of in the quiet moments we were talking. Oh. It's like what. Uh, uh, what you know? What kind of music do you like? He says, "Oh, I, I I was really into metal." I was like, "What was it like listening to you know your metal on uh, Tokyo Utopia for the first time?" He's like, "Yeah, it was terrible." Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, "Oh god," <laughs> but exactly. it's because it's like the you know getting something with a certain tonality that emphasizes detail as well, like like that mm -hmm. headphone. It's like, yeah, I could see you know you want yep. some of that stuff to be smoothed over a little bit, <laughs> so. Um, to me, yeah, it's an interesting. That's why the Borealis, though, is such an interesting headphone because it is trying to kind of thread that needle and you know navigate that. Um, that's the seatbelt headphone, right? It is yeah. the seatbelt headphone. Yeah. Uh, now I haven't heard it enough, so I can't really pass judgment on. It. I only heard it uh, once at a. I at think a, I was with you that. Yeah, day. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you have you had a chance to try it yet, Metal? I tried a prototype. I think I was, I don't know who I told this to, but I tried a prototype. Like, that thing's been in development for a long time. It had to have been like at least three years ago. Actually. Well, they're sold out now, so, you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They're, well, they're, they're making a couple at a time. And yeah. So yeah. they sell out really quickly if people are, you know, clicking refresh there. Yeah. Um, so the only way is to be patient. But yeah, no, I heard a prototype, and I don't know how much has changed since then. Prototype I heard did not have a wide open back to it. And there was oh, still some kind of mesh think, somewhere at that stage of development. I think um, what we heard was almost close to final production, right? It was um, open. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, it, it, was it was close a while to ago, final. It, it was a while. Yeah. It was back in December, I think, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, so like there might be some differences from the time I heard it to now, I'm sure, because Max is saying it's like two thousand dollars worth of detail for nine hundred dollars. That was definitely not the case on the one I heard. But the, <laughs> the the two things that stood out to me on the headphone, okay, maybe three. Well, first of all, frequency response is very close to like ideal for most people, I would say probably yeah, at least I most really audiophiles. Um, the other thing was it was just a slight annoyance at about six or seven k on the one that I tried. That might be gone by now. I have no idea. That was the only thing um, that I, that bothered me at all, and it was really really minor. Yeah. Um, but I got to get my hands on on like a production unit or, or at but, least. But I think the most <laughs> the most impressive thing about it though was it had so much dynamic impact. Mm. You know, short term impact slam impact not long-term dynamics i don't i don't yeah, i don't yeah, even yeah. evaluate that as much as you guys do that's just me yeah. but yeah oh my god that thing punched like a like an x00 could but it was open back and it still had full base extension like having all of that all of those things combining is really really impressive uh, yeah so it sounds yeah. like uh, it's only been improved since then which would make it <laughs> more than worth a, we have a forum member that just got it um too and so i've been trying to get him to kind of post more and more on the forum about it because oh, cool. it's yeah, uh, it, it's interesting. Like I, I when I heard it, I was I was impressed, but I wasn't like not enough yeah. to cop it at that stage. If that makes but sense. See, like see I, that's the thing. <laughs> is yeah. like when you're when you're first putting on a headphone and you're evaluating it, oftentimes, like at least for me, the first thing that I gravitate towards is okay, how does this stack up for detail relative to the competition? Yeah, yeah. it doesn't immediately grab me as far as detail is concerned. That I'm not that's as me. hooked on it, but that doesn't like long term listening would have that a different outcome. Totally right? depends brain, on the person. Your brain that needs one, yeah. to yeah, yeah, your brain needs to acclimate right. So you get acclimated to like like I've been listening to these and I've been listening oh, to Nest yeah. and the U12Ts a lot for the past couple yeah. weeks, and like my brain's not acclimated. So if I throw on my Veritas with SR1As, like I'll probably be like, oh whoa, you know, like, LCD GX representing here. We got yeah, two yeah. of them, yeah. like one on the back there. With yeah, the, this uh, one's way back here. <laughs> actually, you know what I've actually been using for work is this, which is my phaser oh. <laughs> wearing the GX mic. Nice. And I upgraded it to a carbon nice. headband a while ago to reduce the weight Look slightly. You man, which I can now actually wear somehow. I mean, I mean, that looks. Oh. But it's oh, no. <laughs> it's like hilarious. I haven't even turned on my video yet, but like if, if we ever do video on the conference, people will be like, "What in the world is happening?" Yeah, I was gonna say that's, that's the great. biggest people are like, "The f are you yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, oh, that's, that's great. But yeah, anyway, blast. yeah, I do have the GX and, and the and the two F still. I'm still trying to figure out yeah. which one so I'm gonna sell. Actually, so that's a good question, uh, Metal, since you do have the GX, and I know, An yeah. Andrew, you've heard it also. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I, I gave it a I, good review. I think for me, I think it kind of did it a disservice, honestly, by kind of shoehorning it into the gamer realm because it's, yeah. it's oh, yeah. Definitely. really good headphone. Like, for, yeah. like it's I agree. good. It's smooth. It, it has this nice just I – mean, I think it has a little bit of roll-off on the highs, but like – A little bit more I'm than not, some of the other ones, yeah. Yeah, but it – but it's good. Like it's, it has this nice, 
relaxed. It's pretty cohesive. Like, there's nothing yeah. really crazy peak or dip wise. There, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, there's no problems with it. Like, I've had, yeah. I'm trying, I've been throwing a lot of stuff at it over the past week or two. Yeah. And, like, it's funny because I bought this when it first came out. Like, I pre ordered it. Like, I pre ordered it through yeah, the yeah. headphones guys. Like, I was like, like I think I'm Taryn. I'm like, Taryn, I need this. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how Tyler gets all of his headphones. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I'm coming to your house. No, but, like, no, but I heard Paul's it. Like, it uh, Zach. I need another purple thing. Yeah. <laughs> True story. I mean, uh, but uh, no, like I did, I heard it at uh, SoCal, um, uh, the SoCal Can Jam. And I was like, and it was like first thing in the morning, there was no one around. And I was like, I went straight to it. I went straight to the Aussie headphones you know, station. And I was like, I want to hear it. Like, what are you here, here for? I'm like, I just want one. It's a GX. I want to hear it. Uh, and they let me listen to it there. And I was like, it blew my mind at how smooth it was, yeah. like how good it really actually just sounded in general. And then I got it in and I think it was just a bad timing, but like mm. all I ever used these for was for gaming. And I just never really paid attention. Yeah, that's to doing them that, such a disservice, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's such a disservice. And I, like, and I, was, I started listening to them like exclusively this past couple of weeks, especially with stay at home stuff. And I was like blown away at how good these were, even out of my phone. Like, oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, holy crap, like, how are these sounding this good out of yeah. a cell phone with a stupid little dongle deck, you know, like, yep. it, it blew my mind how good these dongle were. Dongle deck is the new benchmark. Yeah, um, it's true story. Dongle deck. Dongle deck. Let's, how yeah, big is yeah. your dongle deck? We got to get into the, the dongle deck now as well. Um, yeah, that one. I thought that's what uh, you said originally because no, no. Resolve has talked about that. I was like, that's no, slightly larger. We have it? the bigger brother here, the uh, yeah. TR amp, which it, I need to review this because it's pretty good, actually. Um, although it is ESS-based, so for anybody who is... Oh, no. That's a, that's a no-go. No-go, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, but, yeah, no. now that uh, Tyler's given his impressions, yeah, I, the way I described the GX was basically, because I actually had the two phaser to compare it to also, um, the big difference is that where the 2F, I've always thought there's a little too much 1K. Um, Odysseys tend to have a bump there. Um, and, of course, there's still a 4K recession. It's quite big in the 2F versus some of the other models. Um, and then there's a little peak at 10K, 9K, something around there. All of that is like brought closer to flat on the GX at the same time. In fact, I haven't even, I haven't even tried EQing the thing yet. I've just been listening <laughs> oh, to yeah, it. It's out of point. control, and that's really, really weird for me. <laughs> if you guys, I'm watching me for any amount of time. It just sounds good, it's, it's and just, that's yeah, really it's just unusual it just, it just, for me. Yeah, I'm agree. And so I and Tidian's asking this, like, so to me. The U12T are better. Like they're just a better. I mean, they're IEMs. So oh yeah, not, they the should be higher res than like, that too. Way higher res, way yeah. higher res. But it has that same. I want to say sound profile, if that makes sense. Like that smoothness. Like it has that same. Like just well, just doesn't it depend on which of the Apex modules you're using? Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm using the the highs mostly. I don't. I don't really like the bases, the silvers. I think yeah. that's what they are. Like I didn't. I like the dark grays. Um, well, they which I think are the high, different filters. The highs, yeah. yeah. So it the makes highs, a pretty big difference too. Yeah, they're big yeah. difference, and so I, I, I like the highs better. Um, and this one reminds it, like it has that same kind of like, it just like what you were saying before, metal. Like it just gets everything right where I don't really care. Like I just put yeah, them on, and I'm just I like, know. oh, I can, I can do this. And like, for I, and a pull size <laughs> Odyssey, let me be the first to say that's yeah. weird because <laughs> they they tend to have and, and they're light. So someone else asked, how does it compare to the two classics? So this is a really interesting comparison. Yeah. Um, 
So what I now I want to start by saying I think, and I haven't suggested this to Odyssey yet, but what I'm thinking is they should do is so these come with the mic and the case, and the two classic doesn't have either of those and costs like uh, seven ninety nine. So if you eliminate the mic and the case, you're My saving case like two hundred dollars off that. So this thing could but cost. Uh, six ninety nine, I guess. Then, by my math, if you, you sold can, that thing look... for that price, <laughs> you can. <laughs> no. You can also make a purple too instead of red, and oh, yeah, yeah. it sound even better. You need different color Don't options too. Bad. <laughs> I'm just Tyler giving great ideas to Ozzy here. We can we can measure the benefits of purple over red as well. You know? This is something that does show up in. Uh, yeah, I'm right. sure somewhere yeah. on ASR we're talking about. You know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> measurements of different color bands. When it comes to purple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah. So I, I guess one of the only downsides is if you're plugging that into something completely random that might have a really high output impedance, it's going to suffer a little bit more than the LCD two also because right, it's only okay. twenty ohms. So that can be a little bit of a problem. I've I've actually like depending on what I'm plugging the two F versus the GX into, sometimes the GX is louder and sometimes it's not. It's really strange. And I'm talking about like crappy sources, not like mm. I'm knocking over stuff. action figures once uh, I gave this in screen and shot. But see like, my take on that on the GX was that it was it was great, um but oh, it was miss like again, oh, yeah, it, it was go. not the thing that I think if you are somebody looking for a gaming headphone i don't think you should buy the gx i think you should buy like you don't need it it's uh, you it, should yeah you should buy like a sandara or an ananda or mm-hmm. even if but, honestly that's one of the few applications that i think those uh bayer dynamics are pretty good for with the stage and all that stuff because uh, it's all about yeah. like the highs right getting that that you know little, you tiny i commonly little... recommend see, people dt 880s for yeah dt 880s yeah. but, even, that, but yeah. even then let's be real how many of you are actually competitively gaming Oh yeah, I used to do that all the time. I used to be. No, yeah, I used serious. to be. But, but I was really FPS? serious into it. Yeah, and FPS. Yeah. Like, like where you're getting paid, like you're at matters. No, no, like... but it was fun to. I was at people. the stage where I was getting beaten by Koreans, and then I realized oh, no. I had no chance because they were so much better than me. But I was ranked. Their, their moves, th- moves yeah. per second, are like extremely yeah, higher. Was one, at one point, I was ranked 35 in the SC2 ladder in North America. You, you, I so should interview my... my buddy. He's he's a what's, what's the highest diamond rating in, in StarCraft? He's let's yeah. Mine was so so it goes Grandmaster, oh, then Master, then Diamond. And yeah, then, so he was like three <laughs> diamond or whatever the heck the diamonds ratings are. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. I'm not a StarCraft guy, so that... <laughs> you guys, you guys should. It's a great game. But no. yeah, I, I, have I have tried. I have, I have all time. the games. I have played them. Just don't yeah, know. yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, getting to uh, the Q and A's, or I guess we've been doing a few, but might as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, someone asked about we're this. We're just having a grand old anyway. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, somebody That's asked what this about. The, uh, I see the ADX 5000 out of a tube results. Oh. Have either of you guys heard the ADX 5000? Only very briefly. I uh, The only thing I took away from it was it was on the brighter side. I think it's got, from the measurements I've seen, not front ears, it's got like a 5K peak on it, which is not surprising. A lot of high-end audio technical open backs tend to be bumped in the mids. That's kind of what they do. Uh, but the resolution of it was much better than any of the other uh, audio technicas I've had before. So I'm friends in person with uh, Keenex from r headphones, or he used to okay. be on there. He was one of the mods, and he's a huge audio technica guy. So I've actually heard quite a few of these winged headphones that very few people own, like the AD2000 and the AD2000X. So comparing to all of those, I think the ADX5000 beats all of them in resolution quite handily, which I would hope so for the price. So they actually managed to like hit a new level 
that I hadn't heard Audio Technica do before. But yeah, it's probably not my kind of sound. What's so the that, driver? That's all I know about it. It's I think it's just a regular dynamic. Regu- oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I haven't heard it yet, but uh, I, I will get a chance soon. So Yeah, not too many people have... Seems yeah. like they've reviewed it, so that would be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's see. Tyler, which model of ZMF Dynamics is the most balanced slash neutral? This is a fun question. Oh, I know the answer to this, but I'll let Tyler answer I will, it. I will be sure not to answer. This is all Tyler. Balanced and neutral. <laughs> Did you ask the wrong person? <laughs> so I can tell you right now, it's, it's, the, it's the auteur. That's your, yeah, like, as, I, as, as so some most people like linear, to say auteur. The, of this linear, group, yeah. I, I'll let you guys know I'm the hippie of the group, where I'm <laughs> oh, okay. all about the discoloration. Let's get, uh, let's get some uh, alcohol in the group. Let's get some tubes. Like I'm, ESS I'm is unlistenable. I'm all about... You like, you like discoloration <laughs> instead of colored yeah, yeah. sound? You want discolored sound? All right. All right I, I like that. <laughs> I, uh, haven't, yeah, I haven't imbibing. But, uh, it's, no, no, it's like, definitely uh, the answer, yeah. Yeah, I'd say the answer, yeah. yeah. And, and it, I, which I need to start getting into because i want to start buying more of the zmf line but i right now currently only have the verite closed verite open and the aeolus so doubling down on verite man i need to get and i'll probably closed. be getting another verite here as soon as i uh get more information <laughs> cool cool um yeah okay sorry the i hope that answers your question uh, yeah, yeah. The Oktor yeah. is probably the most neutral, <laughs> Octor, yeah. but the one that I prefer the most is probably the Aeolus. Verite yeah, Open Aeolus. sounds a little bit odd to me, but it's still pretty good. I haven't reviewed it at home, so I don't actually 100 know. It's warm, but it depends on the pads. But what, sure. yeah, oh, the pads make such a huge difference that you like can't even review a ZMF Dude, without trying lots of different pads. It's ridiculous. You need the pads. Pads are what hone it in to what yeah. you. Yeah. So what, what, what you're I, looking I, for, yeah. 100% agree with you. The Aeolus, if anyone asked me for their recommendation for in game, all arounder, it's going to be That's the just such an easy yeah, pick, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. But the Verite C actually sounds more neutral to me than the Verite Open. Like it has a little less peakiness in the treble or something. At least what I heard in CanGen, which was really strange. I didn't expect that. I might actually like the closed better than the open of something. And that's, that's what, why we were, we were talking earlier about this. But like normally the threshold for whether or not a closed back headphone is good is a lot lower, right? It's a little bit easier to recommend oh, closed yeah. back headphones that aren't as good, you know. Uh, but when it comes to the Verite closed, that may actually be you know, one of the few that really nails it for, yeah. Uh, dude, yeah. Dude, the closed is like, it's it, the closed is just crazy. Like it just sounds so good for being yeah. a closed back. I think that's the factor that really yeah. kind of makes everyone kind of like go, what the heck? Cause it's so Stelia good. versus Verite C do it. Uh, so Stelia <laughs> so I, versus I Verite, need a Verite C. C. Yeah, you <laughs> like, do. I know so for me personally, like of the two, I think they're tied. Verite mm. has better stage. I think, the uh, Stelia has a little bit better, kind of like the Focal range, right? Like they just have a slightly better, they're faster, they have a little bit more detail. Um, but as far as tonal balance, I would actually personally give it to the to the VC. Mm, uh, but the but the Stelia, I think, in the real world sense, is probably a better tonal balance. Yeah, me, personally, more neutral. Yeah, like classically. So, Yes, so with a bass bump, it definitely has a bass bump. Bass definitely so, has like, a bass bump. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that yeah. and, uh, Andrew, you've heard the Stelly a lot. So, like, I think yeah. um, for me, like, I, w- I, but then to see, I'm biased because I love my my VC I so much. So, like, it's know. hard to like go. Yeah. To I don't know either. 
I, 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 I don't know. I give them a tie for the fact yeah. that they're. Uh, I, I would actually come down to what's your aesthetic and what's your use case. So if you're wanting to go out a lot in the public or you want to travel with it, Stelia. If you yeah. want to relax and enjoy and just be lost to the music and just enjoy like a, a beautifully built. I mean, come on, like. <laughs> no, I mean, are you they're kidding? such you know, good like, looking. Sounds like, <laughs> like, ridiculous. He builds, like it's it's insane. Look, I mean, like he just builds such great. I mean. It's yeah. no joke. These things are amazing headphones, and they look good. They they sound good, and they're like there's something you, like I hate to sound cliche or like what have you, but like you can pass this on to your kids and be like, look at this, awesome. <laughs> yeah. you know, I like, think he advertised it as kind of like yeah, an heirloom thing. Idea. I mean, yeah. after all, they do have a lifetime driver warranty too to the original owner. Right. So, and and, um, and that's that's just it, right? Like I think that's what, it comes down to what your use case is at the end of the day i think for me between the focals like those are my two favorite brands right mm -hmm. so like if you're gonna go between focal or zmf it that it pick what you like the best aesthetically it's, it's tough and, they're both good yeah yeah the, go, it, in, my, in my mind i actually think that the detail retrieval for the stelia and the verite open at least i again i don't mm -hmm. have time i haven't had time with the verite close so i can't really comment on that one but if it's anything like the open i actually think that the stelia and the verite are very similar in detail mm -hmm. retrieval like it's closer like, than like, yeah because like because like, sounds about right yeah i don't think that the stelia is quite on the same level as the utopia it may also have to do with the frequency response that they're going for how, how different they are but uh yeah in my mind it's like utopia then stelia and remember that they're both really really fast because they have that beryllium self-damping driver then mm -hmm. i would put the verite right on that level like verite open so uh, in my mind, if the Verite Closed is as good as Metal says, yeah, it's, I <laughs> then think it's, I think it would be right up there with, the, I, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it's similar to the mind. Open, like, in, in it's not, I don't think, I don't know, I, I you know, doing them back and forth was tough, <laughs> and obviously it can no. jam, but the Close has a more even frequency response, that's what yeah. I found, which is really <laughs> odd for a Close back. Between yeah. the Open and the Closed, personally, with, if you were to ask me to, which one I'd gravitate and grab like so my natural reaction to grab between the open and close would be the closed it's just like, well also you, you don't have to deal with the noise floor either which is yeah well i should say though the verite open is more like a semi-open than like like you know high fine <laughs> yeah. fully open right it does in, still in fact, dude it, it it doesn't have as much sound link as these like these things yeah like i mean but the the, the opens are like yeah. i can actually wear those and not be a big deal even the hc800s have bigger sound yeah. link than the the verite crazy yeah. Um, but and also the other thing, like ah, oh, turn that off. I can hear it. I'm trying to the sleep. other thing <laughs> with the Verite, both closed and open, is that the real story with those ones, in my opinion, is like, well, apart from just the, they sound good, but it's it's how they scale on tube amplifiers as well. Whereas with the Stelia, I don't. I, the Stelia to me is more of one of those things where it's if you have if you don't want to invest a ton of time into you know the tube rolling thing or you know getting into tube amps uh if you just say like in my opinion one of the best combos for a closed back system that's convenient to use it's the stelia and the hugo 2 uh yeah. obviously that's very expensive but th you know those are it, like it's it's a small fairly small kind of almost portable uh source there and you've com if you compare that to the the verite you're you, you, the best combination at least that i've heard with the verite is with their pendant amplifier 
which is, you know, it's a much bigger, <laughs> you know, it's more of like an at-home station rather than, yeah. you know, what you could do with the Stelia. So I think those are, you know, that's what you would want to weigh. That's how you'd want to compare it, I and, think. And, and that's what I was trying to get at. Like, what's your use case? Like, that's yeah. really when it comes down to what yeah. are you doing? Like, so are you going to work and you're listening from your your phone, from a, are you listening off of your, your laptop? Are you listening off a DAP? Are you listening off, like, what do you, what do you use it? Yeah. And so if you're using, uh, you know, those kind of things, you're, you're traveling a lot or you're going back and forth to the office or in you're a case. in a case, in a case. And that's the other thing too, man, the, 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 the yeah, Focal kills it with those cases, man. Those things are amazing. Not that ZMFs aren't good. They're amazing. Also, it's just that they're bulky and they're big and you're not going to travel those a lot. Um, I would say the one thing that out of all this travelability that I think we missed was the Aeon 2 closed is oh, ridiculously yeah. travelable. Yeah, so good is. for that. So and it's actually a pretty decent headphone, too. I, I really like that thing. Yeah, I was going to say the Aeon 2, I imagine, would be right up your alley as far as the tonality as well. Yeah, it's a lot closer <laughs> yeah. to what I like. Yeah. yeah. Even even the, the Ether, the Ether was, I mean, I know, Andrew, you had some issues with the Ether 2, but like even those were like. Ah, uh, the fit. Oh God. no, the, ether, the open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like the ether. T- like, oh my gosh, those things are so light and comfortable. It's they are. They were very, very light and comfy. Like, and that's that's uh, why I wanted it to be like the perfect <laughs> headphones. Like, I want this to be. Let me thing. love you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had that same approach to the Diana Fi. I was like, I want this to be the thing because it's like, it's the right size and weight for my, you know. Necklet yeah. Oh man, the DMS <laughs> Diana fight. Don't get me started again. That thing is yeah, out yeah. of control, dude. All right. So good. Um, let's get into anyway. some more. Questions. Which question was that? I don't uh, even like, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in vibing now, so I'm 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 feeling good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I need I, to get I, some I like scotch next, next time. <laughs> the problem I don't know is what the time difference is way Drunk too early for me right now. Oh yeah, it's only four thirty yeah. here. Yeah. Okay, so the chances. Chances of an easy drive Susvara or HE1000 V3. Uh, I'm not quite sure what you mean by that, but uh, HE1000 V3 doesn't exist. It's the HE1000 SE. Yeah. I think we could call it that. Um, and that one, it, it only really does well on not too powerful amplifiers. Like, I actually couldn't run it off of my Kai and IHA6 because uh, it introduced noise floor because that, that amp's too powerful. Um, you got to run it with something that's a little Jeez. bit more modest. Yeah, seriously. Like, honestly, the shit, uh, shit audio. Oh, YouTube's gonna flag me for swearing. The shit audio. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, her- I have a swear. Heresy. That's yeah, fine. Uh, right here would probably be just good enough, or mm-hmm. even honestly, like something like a Hugo Two or something like that. If you want to go like crazy high end, uh, because you don't want to have too much power there. It's too sensitive for that. Um, which is weird considering it's a high-end planar that normally isn't the case uh and then the susvara is the complete opposite of that <laughs> where it it takes quite a bit of power i wouldn't run it off of anything other than something that's got you know like at least a thx 789 if not more power than that like weren't people saying like they wanted to run it off of or, or they are running off the Susvara off of uh, speaker amps. That's like, right. That was, like, yeah, the, I don't the, quite the think Vidar, it's but... The Vidar, I think it's used quite a bit. I, I, yeah. I think Max probably has at least some thoughts on that. I, I think he said it's a little Vidar's more slammy. I don't know. That's yeah. worth trying if, if you have one around. I would go with a high current solid state amp, or if you can get into the speaker amp thing, uh, that might be the way to go for that one. Uh, okay, moving on here. Does the headphone have better timbre than the LCD4? Sorry, I'm scrolled up a little bit here. Uh, this is from Soundwave. Um, 
I that's a really odd question for me. LCD four timbre. Um, yeah, I, like uh, th there's not really like the LCD four kind of sounds like a planar. It's not. The it just dry does. Kind. Yeah. Yeah, it just sounds like a planar. Whereas yeah. the headphone is more unique. Dude, the sound. headphone is just wide and it's detailed, yeah. and I think uh, if you can get past the fact that it sits kind of here as far as like depth. Uh, it's probably one of the best planars. Not that it's a planar. I mean, it's but it is. Well, that's the thing is, it sounds more similar for timbre to a planar than anything else that I could really. Yeah, over. and it. Yeah, and for the price, I think it's probably one of the best headphones you can buy at that price point. Like a, yeah, it, for sound, I like eighteen, nineteen hundred dollars, whatever it is. The yeah. problem with that right now is, I like availability, availability. is a challenge. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Every, everybody got hit with that for the supply. Uh, issues and do we and have any idea about the reliability of that thing? I have no idea. Oh, I guess no. it hasn't been around long enough to uh, know. They, they did announce though that they're going to be once everything gets settled and they get all the initial. Um, uh, I, th I was reading a thing on forum about how i think taryn posted it uh about how once once ever everything gets settled they're gonna be reissuing or figuring out a way to get the people that have the initial runs they're gonna get the headband fixes oh yeah so mm. i mean they are working on it. so if, if nothing else that's a good sign like that means they they care about their customers they care you know what i mean like they are working on it they're yeah they're you know they're 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 working on it so i think that to me that was a good sign uh personally um mm. Yeah, there was no way that was fitting on my head to like push <laughs> down as hard as possible yeah, on the top, trying to get it to. You gotta, I, you gotta squish I, the top headband piece so yeah. the cushion actually. Pr pretty makes, much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I did think it sounded yeah. like it, like it should, especially resolution-wise, at least at CanJam on something that's not the SPL monitor. I don't know. We had this conversation before. I don't yeah, know yeah. why, but every time I go to CanJam, the the monitor doesn't sound good. At least not there. Probably just <laughs> not set up right. It's yeah. probably yeah. completely Dude, wrong. Dude, I love yeah. my phone. There's there's Love too many like that with the font editor, there's so many settings that I think you could screw up on it. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me why. if somebody was messing with the dials and then. You by, know. by the way, by the way, Tyler, you gotta put the mic um, very close because sometimes it's cutting oh. out here and there. Yeah. My bad. Sorry. Better. Very good. Much. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, Lex. Oh, says... I, I found I found an interesting question. Um, okay. Yeah, go see ahead. if you guys think that this one is good i think it is uh it, so rvas production says how do you guys exactly review the detail of a headphone if i use a good headphone and hear detail if i go back to a less headphone i can still hear it if i listen it for it i think this is going to require kind of a definition of it um because yeah. that's not necessary so I'll, i guess i'll start since i read the question but um, so the thing with detail is it's not that the music doesn't have the thing that you're listening for. It's more of like a lack of fuzziness and like obscuring. It's like a more, the best way I can put it is like there's a window and the window is more opaque on cheaper headphones and it gets clearer and clearer and clearer as you move up kind of, <laughs> it's not that you can't see through it. It's just that it's not as, you know, yeah. clear. That's, so I guess that's probably the best I, way to put it. <laughs> I like that description a lot. I would describe it. I think it's exactly like that. Um, but you know, for me, it's I, I, well. There, I use two analogies. One is, uh, well, the main one is is I, it's like putting on a sharp prime lens uh, onto a camera. Tyler knows would know about this as a photographer, right? If you're if you're using uh, uh, you're taking photos and you're using a uh, a DSLR or a mirrorless camera and you're using a zoom lens. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you, you, it's great because it's really versatile and everything, but the details aren't as sharp. They're it doesn't not as specialize, clear. right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. if you put on a, sharp, a prime lens and you take a photo of a brick wall, you'll see, you'll zoom in, and you'll be like, "Oh, that's it, way more clear there." Up, up in the well, I mean, up in the corners, right? So you, 
corners, well, but vectors, also center, like, center yeah, it, as well. It's super sharp, but it sharpens further out too. Like you yeah. get better detail across the board rather than just like in that one little spot. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so to me, it's that that's the analogy I like to use. But I, I'll I'll try and I try and separate detail retrieval or what I call like internal detail retrieval from the frequency response, like the overall curve, because you know mm -hmm. you can hear detail retrieval in the mid range, for example it's independent from the way that that sounds in the bass and in the treble right like you can if you isolate a little bit um and so so as much as the overall tonality and curve does contribute to sense of clarity there are what i'm considering here as internal detail uh, i like to think of that as more of this kind of like sharpness quality and clarity and structural definition for images as they come through rather than i mean as metal was saying kind of like the the more trans translucent or opaque window that yeah and looking it's, it's, it's more i think it's more inherent this like uh, I, I, yeah I, I think it's more inherent also because like if you eq one of the easy signs i think as we were saying earlier if you eq the thing mm-hmm it doesn't really like make it less glary. It doesn't increase mm -hmm. the, or decrease the amount of grain. Actually, it could make, that's another question. How far is too much EQ? But anyway, <laughs> to keep things more simple, yeah, more detailed headphones actually react to EQ better as well. I, um, I, I so. do have a thought on, on how far, yeah, how far EQ is too much. Like in my, in my opinion, getting it to perfectly match with the target curve is too much. <laughs> you should only you should only like i don't think you should ever that, that's what i do i only eq what annoys me that's that's yeah, the way i do yeah, it that's like... why my curve doesn't look anything like oratory is because i'm just like all right i'm listening here's what i'm hearing in the music and some parts of my music there might be deficiencies like there's i don't care as much about i, I definitely don't talk about peaks or dips around like 400 hertz very much for example yeah. but some people are really concerned with that because that's where the bottom of vocals are it depends but yeah, that that's how I EQ. That's definitely and my approach too. I'll generally stick. I won't go over three for my Q values unless it's like a one very specific point where yeah, I'm like, I'm really, I'm confident here. Because for most yeah, of the time, like, yeah. like unit variation is a thing. It's not as bad on some headphones as it is on others. But when you look at a measurement, even a, even one that's on a more accurate rig, like an industry standard rig, um, you know that isn't hundred percent like so it's not going to be hundred percent to what you're necessarily uh, uh, listening to with, if you, if you own that headphone. Oh, and yeah, if, so if you're trying to be super granular with the elevation or, you know, dip or whatever adjustment that you're trying to make with a high Q value, then you're potentially adding something that doesn't actually exist there in your own headphone. So unless you have a head and torso simulator, that's industry standard. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't go above <laughs> three uh, for your Q values. I think yeah, that's, that's probably that's way too narrow. I mean, yeah, even that. <laughs> I, I I don't say it enough. Well, when I was still doing reviews, I didn't say it enough. But EQ profiles are just a suggestion. I mean, if you hear something different, yeah. you should you should learn to play with it. People are, yeah. a lot of people on Reddit are just like, I'll oh, slap it on there, done, and it makes <laughs> like a K three seventy one into an LCD four like <sighs> kills me. No. That doesn't work that way. Yeah. Do you boo? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. Don't be a sheep. Don't be a sheep. Do you? I'm sorry. It makes it into a susvar. There we go. Yeah. So more neutral of a statement for me. <laughs> I forget who I was talking about this with, but we're talking about like whether or not you can hear an individual frequency, like 
one hertz. <laughs> oh yeah, like what is the lower limit? I think yeah. it's generally it's generally said to be around twenty hertz. But honestly, yeah. when I run a sweep down low, oh no, not not range, but I mean like, can you actually individually hear like oh you know what I mean like for the intervals in between? Like, I maybe was talking with Max about this. I don't remember. Metal why, for... why are you labeled as not a friend? On on SBAF? Oh no. That's a good question. <laughs> so it was partially because I was trolling the guys because I was like, Oh yeah, no, I, I can't like Odyssey here. That would be illegal. And they got really mad at me for that. That was very funny. And then I said I won't review a Varum product because Yeah. I have a beef Racism. with the CEO of the guy. Yeah. And yeah. uh but they I, I didn't say that. I didn't say anything about that. And they were like, Oh, he's being paid by Odyssey not to review Varum and Oh my god. It's so funny. Wait, did you actually get banned? Yeah, oh yeah, a while ago. That was actually you got partially my for saying you wouldn't review something. It was partially my goal <laughs> to get banned too, because I wanted to see how little it would take for me to get banned. That was just oh, oh, so funny. Oh. Yeah, I think I'm still a Facebook friend there. We'll see after this comes out. And they won't <laughs> you're no, associated you. with me now. So you can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a Virum one right there, so it's, yeah, it's yeah, Tyler's. That's, that's it's my Virum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's too bad without getting into the review because I said I wouldn't review, but I thought that was, that was a pretty decent headphone for the price yeah, range. Yeah, uh, until the, now the Sundar is out, but before that, well, before the Sundar revision, let's say, <laughs> at that price range, I think it was, yeah. uh, and it also does do stage a little bit more spacious than the Sundar. Yeah, it was a weird. It was a, the staging was what got me weird. Like it was like, what the heck? It was just, it, that threw me off. I think I mentioned it at the or Andrew, you weren't there. I don't think, but I, I think uh, the the Lismores were there, and it was like, wow, they, it just had this weird. I couldn't explain what it was at the time. Like they had a weird staging, and I think you'd kind of nailed just when you talk about it, kind of nailed it. It's like it has an odd staging for the the uh, Verum. To me, the the main issue with it is the is the, um, the treble. Um, yeah, I like it better with the leather pads, but I find it's still not quite as balanced. Like it's a little too sharp there, maybe around f like the I want to say five six k, and then little rolled off. Uh, but of course, it really does depend on the pads that you're using. So maybe yeah, I, there's I threw on the uh, the I threw on the ZMF um, suede pads. I want to say it was a suede mm. pad. I think it was the ZMF suede pads. I threw on them. Yeah, but I, I think I enjoyed those with them. I think yeah. Oratory's measured the thing with like three or different pads by now. One of them was yeah. the Ore pads, I guess, too. Mm. Yeah, so people are definitely trying it with are those CMF wait, Aura? pads. Aura? No, no, or Ore oh, okay. pads. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Or oh, or okay, from ZMF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The stuff that yeah. comes in the Atticus, right? Right. All right. Uh, let's see if we can get some more, a few more questions here. Feilong, is the Varying ability in detail is something that's noticeable right away or something that you really have to listen for. That's very hard to notice when you're, if, if you're not a reviewer already and haven't heard like a hundred <laughs> different headphones, probably not going to notice it much, which is why people yeah. are like, why, do, why doesn't Metal love the 58X and why is it, isn't it the best <laughs> headphone possible? It's because, because he's I'm heard spoiled. <laughs> well, actually, because I work for Odyssey, guys. But, that, but that's, that's like the, uh, the important thing, though. It's like for a lot of this stuff, it really is just having experienced the thing that yeah. is better, you know? Like if you've and experienced a Susvara yeah. and then you go down to, oh, yeah. you know, something that's, well, pretty much anything else. That's why I tell people, like, it shows me that the best thing that's ever going to happen because you'll get to hear everything <laughs> or, that you want to. Or the worst thing for your wallet. Or the worst thing ever because you completely <laughs> discover... Or 
or maybe you discover that oh six thousand dollar headphone i don't know to me it yeah. just doesn't make any sense but you, yeah. it's like that thing you like you have to figure out if you're that person where it's like yeah. oh my god this just rocked my world or mm -hmm. like ah, this doesn't sound that different to me personally so i don't really care it, it and it's nothing wrong with any of that you're saving uh, by, money. The way, uh, <laughs> at, by the way by the way go ahead fei long is the one who uh sent me the uh Sisvara for a review so big thank you to fei long um, so he has one. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. it's in the mail. It's on, it's on its way back to you. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Um, yeah. Um, okay, here's... I got a good question. Uh, Metal, would you recommend the Sandara over the DT-1990? Oh, no. I couldn't Don't see you review the DTs, that. only the 1770. So he has reviewed the DT-1990, but yeah. I... I don't know if it's still there, is it? I No, no, I, I think I made it private, either unlisted or private. And I did the same thing with the 58X, because, like, when I don't agree with the review that I made, or I need to revisit it, and I know I need to revisit it, I don't want to keep spreading that mm. information if I wasn't sure about it. So that's why that's that stuff has been uh, made private. But So the DT-1990 is a tough one, because when I reviewed it, I didn't have a chance to compare it directly to the DT-880, which is really what I wanted to do with it. Um, so for me, that's still a really pretty annoying headphone in terms of the highs. Like I would probably choose the LX over it most of the time. Um, so I, you can see where this is going. It's probably going to go to Sundar. But um, once again, hi Feynman, you got to have the warranty if you're going to buy a Sundar. I have to like prefix every recommendation with that. Um, yep. So that's so, that, that. That answers it. I did. Answer. I did do the 1770. I think he put that in there too. The 1770 review is still up because. I'm sorry. I, I like the DT770 so much more than the 1770. It's actually kind the of ridiculous. Original. Yeah. The, and I actually, I actually still have one. Uh, no, they only made Two, a... 250. Um, no, I have an 80. Uh, the 80 ohm, oh. my very famous 80 ohm review. Yeah, that one. <laughs> That's so, another good topic. There's so much unit variation with those things, but I'll wait two, if somebody two, asks two, me two about question. that. Two questions. Real quick. Metal. Metal first? Yeah. First. You look in the camera. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bad about that. Uh, uh, can you use your clout with Odyssey since you're a rep and get them to release the? Uh... <laughs> I love that. I love. I love that intro to that question. That's Somebody is going to think uh, you actually are when they watch and, this. Uh, Dude, no, no theme the, reviews is going to have a great purple. Time with this you need thing. to get them to release the purple Mobius and purple, oh, yeah. like purple themed GX. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, right, I'll, I'll uh, send the link to the to this live stream to them. So maybe I'll see. I'll ask Sankar if he can yeah. uh, come on yeah. the live stream and we can uh, we can chat about that. There, there is oh, a purple yeah, Mobius out in the wild. I have actually. Oh really? Just beautiful. No, it exists. And, yeah, and it is amazing. Uh, wow. The next thing is is um, kind of was talking about this in here is between the clear and utopia have you guys heard the clear and utopia i know yeah. i think andrew you have metal have you i've heard both no so, i didn't compare them side by side but i've heard both yeah. if, if, if i was going to go apples to oranges between the clear and utopia for me because i actually recently had the utopia on hand um i would say that the utopia is more uh it's a weird one, man. Like I, I would actually go with clear as your general like preference level. If like yeah. just for like an average, the 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 clear is the clear is the clear winner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but the Utopia is a weird beast. Like I spent a week with that, where like I was like, ah, oh, like I didn't like it. I was like, ah, yeah. oh, this isn't. It was boring. It was drab. It was like, uh, and then all of a sudden, randomly, I had it on my head and just clicked, and I was like, whoa, this is what it is okay like it took me a while to really understand where the utopia really 
defined audio like it's 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 it hits all the right things right like i don't know if that's for you guys similarly but like utopia is like it is that like it's it you yeah. can once you once you get your brain acclimated to what you're hearing it's like it, it kind of <laughs> yeah so i i don't actually think that the utopia is currently still the most detailed headphone no. there's certainly no, no. the lcd four, like the nanoscale planars like the, the all, those, yeah. and all those i think they're they're better um but oh no what one of the it's one of the things it's yeah, <laughs> one of the things that the utopia does still extremely well is if you do listen to music that is let's say more like serious audiophile music like the kind of stuff i like uh, the Utopia does that probably better than just about anything else if for its you tonality. Like boring music, Utopia. So for jazz and classical music with instruments, that kind of stuff, yep. piano tones, that kind of thing. Hundred uh, percent agree. Hundred percent agree. It's uh, it's frequency response is really agreeable for that stuff. Um, but even with EDM and stuff, well, not EDM, but electronic music, I was like, initially, yeah. I was like, oh, this is garbage. It sounds crap. And then all of a sudden, I started like listening, and I was like, wait, no, that was just bad masters. And then once I started hearing good masters of music, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like it, it was. It is <sighs> the the one advantage that the clear. So so the Utopia definitely has better detail retrieval than the clear. But the one advantage that the clear has, I think, is its tonality for a wider range of music. Um, oh, because yeah. the the clear has better bass extension, uh, and it also is pretty say, close yeah. to I don't want to say like fully a Harman shelf, but it's it's definitely more extended than the bass there. Um, yeah, basically a Harman shelf for the bass, and it also so so it doesn't sound as um, let's say boring for music when you want to have that extra bass shelf there. Um, but for me, like I would take the Utopia every time because I don't actually think like I think. Somebody is we're, I'm, we're 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 talking about SBAF before, but I reference it again. But somebody on SBAF actually described it in a way that I actually like. Uh, it's they said that the clear was so much like if, if the clear was uh, for detail retrieval was like fifty percent, and the Lear was like forty percent, the Utopia would be ninety percent. Something it was something like that where the description was like the the difference between the clear. And the Utopia is greater than the difference between the Clear and the Alex and the Alir and all the rest of them. Uh, so that, and I, I kind of agree with that. I think it's a pretty really? big jump huh. as far as detail goes for the Utopia. At least that's how I hear it. Um, and part of that may also be because of the tonality. So you you don't get the base mm. shelf, which means maybe you do focus on other elements of the mix. But mm-hmm. I also think it is it is just that the the you know solid beryllium driver is able to do more than the aluminum magnesium ones are yeah i can agree now the interesting thing about this at least in my mind would be like i don't know 100 percent if the utopia is using their frameless voice coil <laughs> that we were talking about earlier um i, I have no so. idea if that's know. if that's what's going on because the utopia was developed around the same time as the Alir, right now yeah. what i wonder is when they were doing advancements to get the, to produce the clear did they develop this frameless voice coil idea and would this be transferable to the utopia and would this be something that could show up and, and then the other thing is like with all of those they're all very easy to drive they're, they don't take a ton of power and so what would i mean would it be possible to make something like a utopia that uses a solid beryllium driver that does everything that they're doing just with let's say higher impedance and a frameless voice coil to 
you know get to the next level to to be able to rival the Sisvara and the LCD four. That's in my mind great, like that's the next great question. Minds, great minds, great minds think it's, alike. It's you know. called the Verite. I've thought about that quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the Verite. <laughs> oh no! Sorry. Oh, no. no, yeah, that's what I've always thought. And I was like, yeah. okay, I'm let, so for me the utopia. I, I have heard in a quiet environment. Um, I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't shock me as much as I thought it might for a dynamic headphone. I mean, I, I owned the HD 800 for a long time, and everyone's like, oh, best detail ever possible ever. The Utopia didn't sound like it really outresolved it by like miles. Like I've mm. like I was mm. I was floored by those nanoscale planers, and the mm. first time I heard a 007 and stuff like that, yeah, it's yeah. like different category really. Now, so that's not really fair, but yeah, that I mean, it was very good. I think something about the mids is kind of weird on it. I think around one and a half K, I do remember that. Um, and yeah, the treble, it's it's the treble is surprisingly agreeable for really good recordings. Mm -hmm. I agree, but it is a little more genre dependent than the clear. Mm -hmm. The clear, I just I straight up like the clear as yeah. long as you're not listening yeah. to like electronic music that's super bright, mm -hmm. then yeah. that's pretty much fine. But like the Utopia is like kind of it does dissect the music a lot more. More so, surgical, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, Using that, medical terms to describe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I was thinking. Like some some of these really high end head. Like, uh, here's, here's another good one. Um, if you took the Empyrean and you made it higher impedance and much lower sensitivity and reduced the weight of the film yeah. on it, what would that be? <laughs> that would yeah. be really cool to have yeah. a unique uh, another like sort. It's sort of like another LCD four more directly. Um, then this as far as kind of sound, but if they could do that, that would be really yeah, interesting. You can, like in my mind with the with the Imperium, that's still one of the most unique headphones ever because I think you can actually hear the optimization of the trace. But like, so for you, the this is one of the things we were talking about earlier. But like, I think the treble detail for that headphone is so much better than the rest of the the detail and the rest of the frequency range. Um, like yeah, it just it, it almost sounds like you're listening to two different headphones like yeah the you bass know. doesn't doesn't have the kind of response that I think you would expect for something that costs that much yeah. but yeah. the treble is pretty decent yeah the yeah. crazy That's part is, is you can get an HD800 and then SDR modded or get an already SDR modded one and then throw it on a bottlehead crack or a, another tube amp with the HD800 and honestly I get more wow factor from that than I did the HD or the sorry the Utopia if that makes sense, like that, that initial. So I think what the Utopia does for me personally was it was that it it did everything so right that it didn't have a wow factor. Whereas H800 has that wide sound stage, that detail, yeah. and it has that punch. It has that like, oh, here's this crazy. It did two or three things like that. It wowed. Whereas the Utopia wows across the board, but mm. doesn't actually have anything that really like excels above i mean it, it's it's such a high performer that it doesn't have it does it's hard slam. to explain it does, it does slam. slam it does yeah. slam that's the thing like that's that's the crazy part is it and once you actually get used to it it does do it but it's, <laughs> it's like a... it's 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 i think it's uh what i'm trying to say is like uh where most totals will have like one or two or three things or one even just literally just one thing that just they excel at that you people get wowed by that, that mm. makes sense so people yeah. will be wowed by like oh wow look at that sound stage or look at that detail and then, mm -hmm. but then, whereas the Utopia is like, it's doing all those things, but it's doing them so well across the board that it's not a wow factor. It's like, oh, this sounds good. If that makes sense. It, you know, yeah, and, I've, and I've, it, I've, I've, yeah, I, I agree. I was going to say, just to interject, the HD800 has always been kind of that headphone that people will go into a store environment specifically and be like, 
whoa, this is crazy because it's really bright, so it brings out all the detail and sibilance mm. or, or really good quality recording, if it is one. And on top of that, the huge soundstage. But then when you bring it home and you start listening to everything, it's like, oh my god, what did I just brag? Is that thing is like shooting me in the ear with trouble sometimes. That was definitely my experience. But so that's where depends. the... That's where the tubes come into play, though. I think I think the tubes you will, have to smooth will... it out somehow. Yeah, smooth I, it out. Yeah. I think I think one of my my owner's perspective video on the H eight hundred. I still have it, although I am thinking about selling it soon because dude, I mean I don't really use it much. Dude, every uh, time I do, I do the same thing. Like but every time you take it out, right? Yeah. It, yeah. Every time I take it out, I plug it into the my, my like crack, and I'm like, I'll listen to it one more time. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna say goodbye, and oh, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, nope, I know. get rid of it. Back I almost don't want to listen to it again because that's I'm not wouldn't I'm not going to list it. <laughs> exactly. So Yours is the yeah. uh, original HD 800 with the SDR mod though, right? Mine mine doesn't have the SDR mod. Oh, mine doesn't. has the SDR. Oh. Mine okay. mine. Yours yeah. does. Okay. Yeah, I actually did the SDR mod. Maybe I didn't do it right or something. And it was the original <laughs> materials and everything. Yeah, I ordered mine from the original guy. You're you're, de yes. you're depreciating the value on your your HD. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, right. I, I I did it, and then it just I don't know. It, it caused a slight imbalance between the channels for mm. me. It was it was very small, but it was annoying enough Can't sell that it was now. like kind of weird, and so I removed it. And. Oh, okay. uh yeah, no, no, it, it, and then when I, I removed it, I, I had a hilarious time. I think I almost like I, I unraveled the. It ended up unraveling in there, and I almost destroyed like the driver or whatever. It's really <laughs> so you can regain Whoa, the resale. You really, you really just by it. signing it. Just by right. signing sign the side, sign. and then all suddenly it becomes not as good as Axel Grell signing it because Max That's Settings true. brought yeah. like his 580 <laughs> in to get signed by Axel Grell. Go. That was really good. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There it is. That's Should the, bring a HD820 in to get signed by Axel Grove. Did did Zach see if it construct the base for that or no? It was a, a <laughs> local buddy of mine. Oh nice. Rain Rain Down Thunder, a shout out. Not that I don't think he's listening, but uh, he he did two, and uh, I bought his secondary one. And oh it's wow, that's really cool. coat wood. Oh nice, yeah. Yeah, gorgeous build. But yeah, so I did actually build this myself it took it was my first real soldering project and i oh, will yeah. go ahead and show you the nightmare that is underneath <laughs> <laughs> that's the cable management for that oh that's horrible it's a nightmare <laughs> point uh, to point yeah yeah <laughs> but i mean i do have the speedball on there and stuff but uh yeah so i did build it that was probably one of the most rewarding things i've done in audio with building my own bottle and crap yeah, i really want to build that, my own headphones because that's really fun <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah, no. It, honestly, like that was it truly yeah. like uh, you really want to get into something like that. Like I think the ball head crack is probably one of the best things you can do if you have a high impedance, like three hundred ohm or above headphone that you can really enjoy. <laughs> Sorry, I do that every I time. Do I do it every time. <laughs> Somebody asks, or Chase asks, is that a hookah for your headphones? Maybe. <laughs> oh no. But uh, yeah, so I mean, like uh, I, I think that yeah, if, if you're already going to get into headphones and you have you have those uh, ZMFs specifically or uh, HD800, build one of these. It's yeah. going to give you a lot, a bigger respect for for your hobby. It's a fun fun project as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially uh, during this time. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Yeah. That does sound like it. Oh no, don't don't sell us on this now. <laughs> Do it. Dude, I was going to do. I was going to build cables, but then now it's it's like yeah. apparently that is really time consuming as well. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I have some time now. Probably <laughs> yeah. not. As Can't time do anything on the weekends anyway. So. Actually, yeah. this is a good good question from Dan uh, 
I'm going to butcher your name, my friend. Sorry. Sesco? Checo. Checo. Yes, it did change my perspective on on amps, um, specifically with, uh, not these, but like um, the HG800, the ZMFs, and I think, Andrew, you can talk on this, and I think you also uh, meddle with it, or sorry, Resolve, but... Uh, with, with the pendant? With the pendant, like with, with, yeah. with tubes, it's, especially an OTL, like OTL is even different than the pendant, or those, yeah. It just it colors the ever living crap out of things, and it just makes, with, it just yeah. it just pops. It just everything. Just... I need to get into OTL stuff. Like the pendant was <sighs> the enough where I was like, alone I need to do change now. the frequency yeah. response quite yeah. a bit on top of the tube yeah. effects. Yeah, and you just it it's it's a lovely experience. So yes, actually, I would say that the... the, it did change my perspective on amps. <laughs> with the output impedance thing, I mean, we're just going back to the focal utopia. We talked about this before, but. Uh, if you have an amplifier that has a ton, like a really high output impedance, you get a ton of bass on the Utopia that you that it never had before. Uh, yeah, so that's not surprising. Yeah, so like, <laughs> you know, the difference between the like for impact and the frequency response. If you don't want to do EQ, I mean, that would be one way to do it. Uh, if you want to get something that sounds like a clear but has the detail of the Utopia, uh, but I still don't recommend doing that. I just like in my mind. I, I think try and make the amplifier as low output impedance as possible. That's just maybe maybe that's wrong headed to think, but like every all of my research so far has kind of pointed in that direction. But then you get into the tubes, and as you guys are saying, it's like it depends. Like Zach, suddenly it changes. The thing is, if Zach is building the ZMFs to sound good with OTLs, which he yeah. does tend to use them yeah. with, I believe he yeah. does. Then and, but, I mean the pendant. Well the pendant was I had the the one that Andrew had before, and it was. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's, I mean, cheese yeah. and wine, my friend. Cheese and it is yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's a great way of putting it. It was such a good, compa- like, you know, companion to the Verite. I was like, you know what? If you were to own a system, there, you know, Verite with pendant would be near the top of the list for me, at least. Uh, obviously, yeah, I... you could you could probably do better, like with Sisvara oh, and something else. Right? For, but like yeah. that idea of you know the synergy for those two was so good. Yeah, speaking with speaking with Zach a bunch over email, he said that some of the some of my complaints about treble on some of the models is partially because and he, he uses a funny term, uh, the treble sounds more like UV or something ultra wireless. <laughs> like, like it's, that, that's that's how he describes how his headphones. Some of them it's sound like that. Quit trying state. to find the human. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a wait. No, yeah, on, sounds on, like radiation poisoning. Is that? <laughs> oh no, that's not good. No, no, but yeah, they they tend to sound a little bit. They can some of the models depending on the pads and which mm. one you have and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. With solid state amps and low output impedance, can sound a little bit uh, aggressive in the treble. That doesn't normally happen when you try it with OTL. So it depends. Yeah. Yeah. I need I need two amps now. That's that's Dude, a thing. Uh, so oh, no. when with, and that's the thing, right? Like you get into that. You can, Telefunken Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's your favorite? Someone mentioned, someone mentioned in the, the comments earlier for a question was, what's your favorite uh, crystal or rock to put on audiophile crystal or rock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what ASR thinks of us. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do listen with oh, my eye. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I love the, in, in, even in some of the, like, conclusions and recommendations, it's like, it sounds fantastic, but I don't recommend it. It's like, what? what, what? Oh, no. Yeah, right. It, it, yeah, like, what the heck? Like, what's the at point the end of, of the day, what's the point? What, actually, yeah, yeah. what's the point of listening to music if it doesn't even sound good? 
out of the equipment you're listening. Like, that's the biggest factor, right? Like, it's your Well, we only listen to sine waves anyways, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the metal, he did say. (laughs) That's why I was trying to anchor this to the music that we listened to at the very beginning. But But, but there's that. Like, at the end of the day, we're all listening to stuff that we we enjoy. uh, And that's the biggest factor at the end of the day we should be taking into account, right? Like, so... Yeah. All right. That's why I tried to make that just just real quick here. That's why yeah. I tried to make that like that was my focus when I did my retirement from formal reviews was people keep forgetting that sound quality is not necessarily about I want this to sound perfectly correct or perfectly right. The right or correct is what is most fun and enjoyable. If you're not having fun with the hobby, what are you even doing here? Yeah. Buying yeah. these headphones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should be enjoying exactly. the music. I right? hate these headphones. I bought them for three thousand dollars and they suck. But they yeah. measure perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh okay, I I got one last question here and then we should probably wrap it up. Uh yeah. so uh, Austin Shiner uh says I can I can never hear a difference between DACs. Could you give an example of two DACs which sound different? So we, we did cover this earlier uh, a bit, but if you have a DAC with an ESS chip, a Saber DAC, that's going to sound a little bit, let's say, more crisp, and uh, Max says uh, a little bit has a bit more glare there to it. Uh, if you compare it to a, something like a Burr Brown, it's much smoother, um, maybe not quite as crisp and, and well-defined. Um, those are probably, in my mind, like if I had to compare DACs to... Or, have someone compare DAX to be able to identify where the difference lies. Comparing those two, like let's say a quintessential ESS Sabre based DAC versus, you know, IDSD micro black label, you will probably be able to tell the difference. If you're just listening, especially for, you know, treble frequencies, you'll probably, most people I think would be able to tell the difference. The, what is that, topping or is it? Yeah. So like if and if you if you go from like I always say like with the DAC stuff if you go from nothing to something there'll be a big difference already but if you go from something to something better the difference is way smaller. Mm-hmm. So you know unless you're going from like it's something that's entry level to something that's really high end the difference is not substantial. Yeah. That's spot on. I agree with you on that one. Right? Yeah. Like I think as you scale up that's when it really starts fighting. Like if you were listening to a Utopia and you're starting to do evaluations yeah. with a DAX, that's when you're starting to see those differences. Yeah, or like the Cisvaro or, or yeah, any of the crazy anything, stuff. Anything, honestly, anything above like yeah. a couple hundred bucks for a headphone is probably, you're yeah. going to start to see a difference in the Like, <laughs> my fa- favorite DAC is still the Chord Dave. Uh, well, I like the Hugo 2 as well, but it's like, if I, like, would I recommend just that got to somebody? Very excited. He did. <laughs> yeah. His lady but, boners just got. Bing. I, I think he. Uh, I think he had a Dave for the longest time. I'm not sure if he still has it. And he had. No, I think he was. Too. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, but so, so you know, like it's not something I would necessarily recommend to people who are you know, say you are just looking to buy something that's you know, good value. Like I would go over with the Sundara <laughs> yeah, and the hip deck and that's all I would really do. Or something like that, right? You just get something very bait or the Modi Mag- uh, the Magni three heresy and the Modi, right? It's a great combo. If, if, yeah, if 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 or something, and then yeah. the yeah, next stage X. up from that, for me personally, I have the Army ADI two deck. I'm, oh yeah. But I have the Army AI ADI two deck right here right now. I haven't actually turned it on in about a month. Interesting. Because I have the shit by Frost 2 and that thing go. has been 
Like, I just love the way that thing sounds. And then, honestly, the other thing I've been listening to a lot of, too, is the uh, the shit hell, uh, mm. which kind of goes to the heresies and, and, and the um, that kind of level of quality. Like, they just did a good job, man. Like, at the, the end awesome of the day... Thing about the heresy is it's so as far as i understand the difference is that the heresy is the op amp one and the magni 3 plus yep. is this discrete components and the heresy was developed specifically to well, i don't know if this is true but like i i can see it right it's it's pulling the wool out from under everybody's eyes about uh asr and the measure dac mm -hmm. measurements right because yeah the op amp based uh sorry uh, dacs and amps and stuff like that but op amp based amps should probably measure better than discrete components anyways so that doesn't necessarily have any correspondence to whether or not something sounds better it's I surprising think. how well given that it's really shocking how well the magni 3 plus measures considering yeah. it's oh considering it's not that's, yeah that's yeah. crazy yeah yeah, yeah. but so really with design. the naming scheme i love that that it's called the shit heresy because i think that's hilarious that's I, I love it um and i want more stuff like that where it's like you know what just <laughs> yeah, there's a I whole agree. forum dedicated. We'll we'll make it. There's obviously a market there, so <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, um, but anyways, okay. So we should probably leave it there. We've been going for a while now, so um, I want to thank you guys for uh, coming on. And uh, see, any, any final thoughts from you guys? Just in general. Bifrost two. Bifrost two. Okay, I actually need to. I need to try that one. I've, I've heard the original, but I need to get into some of the newer shit audio stuff. I've been sleeping on them for a bit. Metal? I have a thought. It's uh, get Shankar on here and <laughs> get Zach yeah. on here. Except I'm not allowed to be there in either situation. But because... no, no, you're happening. That's happening. We're not gonna. I'm <laughs> gonna be a. Uh, I'm gonna be in the chat. You're gonna be in the video. Oh no. <laughs> gonna be yeah. Gonna take over Tyler's role here. For those oh ones. no. Yeah. That's fine. Actually, it's just funny. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's gonna do it for the stream, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, for anybody watching, we'll let it run here so I don't accidentally cut it off a little too early. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks for watching. Bye for now.